and welcome to the Well Read Dames podcast. I'm Ashley. I'm Susie. I'm Alicia. And today we are going to talk about The Wicked King by Holly Black, which is the second book in the Folk of the Air series, aka the Cruel Prince series, which is what I will continue to call it. Mm-hmm. It's just easier that way. Yeah. <laughs> For a brief recap and also spoiler warning issued now here, this is it. I wish I had an alarm or like a foghorn to tell you that if you have not listened or read, probably read the first <laughs> Cruel Prince book called The Cruel Prince, stop. Stop now what you're doing and go do that instead because it's amazing. It's phenomenal and you should read it. And it'll be uh, way better to listen to this podcast after mm-hmm. and then you understand what we're talking about. Absolutely. Also, this is unrelated, but Alicia, can I turn up your fan? Well, of course. Sorry. I, I just realized it it's loud and it's quite biased. I had it going full blast earlier. I was like, I feel like I'm in a tunnel. So that's just some that's just some <laughs> fun for you guys. Mm-hmm. No, we'll just leave it. We'll just leave it's it. It's real life. It's okay. real life. <laughs> podcast. Well, Sometimes I forgot fans. I had it on there that loud. <laughs> Sometimes fans are just happening, guys. Um, gotta purify the air. Make it clean. So yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yes, so I feel like we should do a brief recap of the book one, like real quick, and then we'll get into book two. But I've issued the spoiler warning for sure. Read those books because we're going to talk about everything, including the ending of this book, which made me scream, and I almost checked across the room, but I was so mad. I think I texted you right after I read <laughs> it. I need to remember. I remember being very. Yes, because it's like, what? But then also, now it's one of my favorite things that's happened. Oh, yeah. After reading book three. And every time I read one of these books, the series is one of my favorite series, I think now of all time. And every time I read one of the books, I'm like, this is my favorite book. And then I read the next one, I'm like, no, this is my favorite book. And then I get to The Queen of Nothing, and I'm like, this is my favorite book. So I'm like, the whole series just builds, and it's so good. Um, And unrelated to this, Holly Black has a new book coming out called Book of Night. Um, which is going to be her first kind of adult book as this is we're completely in a wide space with the cruel friends so i'm so excited about that that's going to happen later this year and will i push for us to read it probably yes i will it looks really exciting yeah i think it's up our alley in general and i like her her style so and you know what i like a book just more just more part of june of course i would Mm -hmm. june doing things stab people being a badass i love it I love her. And Cardin's hilarious, but here we are. So just a brief recap of book one, Pro Prince. Our main character is Jude. She has a twin sister named Taryn, who is very relevant in this next book. Um, Taryn kind of does the old trickery on Jude uh, in the name of love and is now engaged to a horrible person named Locke, who is a fae, fae or fairy, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Cardin is was like the, the least likely to take the, the throne. If they had like a high school yearbook, like that would have like least likely to be king. Uh, but instead this whole family is killed in the first book. And aside, aside from one brother named Falcon, who's a real dick um, and a half brother, no, nephew. A nephew. nephew. And a nephew uh, who happened to be raised as Jude's brother, which that's like a whole weird thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, and so in an effort to keep the crown out of the hands of Balkan, um, Jude kind of tricked Cardin into becoming king at the end of book one. And that's the big boom ending of book one is that 
Cardin, least likely to be king, is the crown king of Elfheim, and he's a high king, and he's mad at Jude because he really thought that they had like a friendship going that involved some level of trust, not complete trust, some level of trust, beginning of trust. And Jude was like, this is really great. And then she was like, I'm going to immediately betray him <laughs> and make him king. Um, because Cardin thought that the plan was to, to put the crown on her little brother's head because the crown can only be worn by the bloodline. So there's now only three people that can wear this crown. So he thought that his little brother or her little brother was going to get the crown and then be whisked away to the mortal world to live in exile. But instead, which never made sense to me. That me was neither. a horrible plan, yeah. Jude. It was just a horrible plan. It, it seemed like it really wasn't her plan ever. No, the, the fact that he believed it was yeah. just so. I think she entertained it for a minute, yeah. and instead, her little brother named Oak was whisked away to the mortal world anyway by her sister, Vivi, to be raised away from Elfheim because I, she still intends for him to take the crown when he's an adult and he can hold the crown. So she knows that it would be too dangerous for him to be a kid and have the crown for many reasons yeah. so right now he's like going to like regular school <laughs> in in yeah. maine in the mortal world and just kind of learning what mortals are about she definitely kind of i think is naive in the fact that she thinks that it's going to be safer for him there and less violent which i mean maine maybe not as violent but like we know ourselves mm-hmm. the mortal world is pretty violent but like just her perception of it is like this is a safer space for him and i'm like it's still not safe but you're not gonna have the like political intrigue and manipulation he would have had i always felt it was more like so he doesn't become a dick yeah yeah or, then, be, or become young Maddox. yeah young Maddox, yeah mm-hmm. and also the mortal world is obviously as we know very dangerous yeah um she i think doesn't see it that way i don't think she sees it that way at all but also maine is not where we live i was gonna say we don't live in maine they also <laughs> like she ventures over to like, a pretty what i consider part of the country at least for us where in we the live. United States. Yeah, in the United States in general. So, like, I could see where you'd be like, boring Maine or boring <laughs> Vermont or whatever. And you're like, this is totally safe. It's like, Ooh. no part of Maine has ever been declared murder capital of the country. Much. And a part of where we live has been. So, it's just quite a different place. Um, it's lovely and I like it there, uh, but it's not where we live. Mm-hmm. I feel very safe when I'm in like Maine. Take a report. <laughs> or New Hampshire or Vermont I just walk around and I'm like I feel safe and it's weird I don't know what to do I don't feel like anyone's gonna hurt me I know someone would but I can't identify who they are the murderers are, the murderers are harder <laughs> to find here yeah <laughs> whereas anywhere I walk around here I'm like that guy could probably murder me that one definitely wants to murder me I'm just gonna hide and lock my doors so it's, it's different where we are, um, which is a fun, horrifying thing. So maybe Maine is safer. <laughs> Let's Unless you're in a Stephen King novel. Unless you're in a Stephen King novel. I was going to see. It's <laughs> a, like fishermen with like cook hands. Don't and a little kid in a yellow rain jacket. Don't wear a rain jacket. Ignore Pennywise, you know. <laughs> yeah. So there is there is danger everywhere amongst us. But I think for sure, Elfheim probably has its own specific brand of danger that Jude recognizes is more dangerous to at least mortals than, you know, regular violence here. Because <laughs> there's still regular violence there that she's been subjected to. Not really with guns, but like Valerian tried to kill her in book one just because he hated her for daring to be mortal, you know? Mm-hmm. And he had some issues. So yeah, so there's danger everywhere, we can say safely. But I want more wine, by the way. Let's just yeah. let's get this glass pouring. Sorry, this is bottle two. You guys, we're having some Transcotto. 
We're trying to channel our inner cardin and get our wine on. So <laughs> channel indeed. Mm. I also oh my just God, a random. So in the oh yeah. The other thing is just like very funny. You mentioned about like Cardin trusting her and stuff. While she betrayed him, I also feel her perception in the book is like she also like wants to trust him but doesn't trust him and has also been like burned by him. So like she has like <laughs> at this moment less facts about like actually betraying him she's just like mm, mm, mm. are you good are you bad i really don't know i'm gonna betray you anyway like yeah. let's deal with it later it's just like so I feel funny like she keeps trying to convince herself that he's bad like she yes. thinks he's bad and mm-hmm. then she seems like she has to keep convincing herself yes because she Agreed. hated him yeah but also i think it's because she has the hots for him mm-hmm. she's like i hate him so much it makes my whole body feel on fire and i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> that's only hate wink, wink. Yeah, going on. um <laughs> Also important at the end, before the cruel prince, before he was uh, crowned king, she got him to agree because he trusts her. This is trust. He got her to, she got him to agree to be in her service for one day and one, one year and one day. And so he is now, Cardin is now kind of under her control where she can command him to do things. So she's currently holding all the cards in this scenario, in this relationship. But we start the week of King. So like that's how the conference ends, is that she commands him to stay still for a minute as he is crowned the King of Elfame. And then he just has to play along like this was the plan all along. Yeah. Um, and then we start the week of King five months later, I think. Yeah. Um, so she's almost halfway through her year and a day. Mm-hmm. And she's freaking out. Because their relationship, as you can imagine, is strained. Well, and she'd made like demands, like you could never will me away. Like you have to, you can never like ask me to leave if I don't want to. Like basically to make sure that she never is like turned away from him. Yeah. You know, she doesn't trust him. And like, you know, other people might be like, get this more out. She's like, no, he can't do it. Like he has to act like he wants her by her side. So there's definitely some things there. And you can tell like, he's still pissed. This is not what he ever wanted or agreed to. Yeah. But then he also like still like he does have feelings whether he likes her or not towards her, but he also likes torturing her because I think he knows right that like there's that chemistry, obviously. So like he kind of uses that against her just a little bit. And it's like you rule all this fuck around and drink wine all day long yeah. and just get in trouble and you gotta deal with <laughs> you gotta deal with whatever drama I bring up. Right. So yeah. he's acting out. Oh yeah. We could say. You can't know. blame the guy would probably do the same thing i mean he's mad he's now king and he is free to do whatever he wants i guess and that sometimes entails just getting drunk and having parties with like orgies like that's just what he's going to do that's sweet <laughs> <laughs> it is sweet the wine not orgies but you know <laughs> just kidding <laughs> maybe at least has more information than that i do um but yeah so so she's just kind of now i feel like she's putting out fires to try and control Cardin while simultaneously freaking out that she knows that soon she won't be able to control Cardin anymore. And then what will he do to her? What will his retaliation be? Because she knows it's coming. Mm-hmm. She knows she deserves it. And she's afraid. She's trying to figure out how to get him to agree to extend her service, mm-hmm. you know? And it's kind of like, why would he do that? Like, yeah. like really, why would he do that? Yeah. Like, he knows he's free from you in like seven months in a day so why would he really knew willingly give you this control the relationship also isn't a relationship anymore they're no longer like really talking or their, their friendship is whatever they're they're around each other a lot but it's you know dude's trying to keep it all business you know 
and she's going like all the time I mean, she's constantly like putting out fires working like doing her little like spars with like ghosts and everything she's like never like sleeping and she's just poisoning herself like oh, yeah. she yeah. really feels time to like sleep eat an actual meal probably not shower she's got like one outfit that she just she's like hobbles three around it doublets. three doublets <laughs> so she's constantly in some wrinkled state of like disgust she's just a mess mm. she is not looking good she looks worn down <laughs> so um so yeah so we kind of open up with them holding court literally so people are coming before Cardin to either swear allegiance to him or offer him something and because he's the high king and people are still doing this even though it's been like five months you know and so uh we'll talk about Grimson first well no Grimson comes first but we're gonna skip we're gonna talk about Mother Mira because <laughs> this is where Jude is very helpful for Cardin so because as a non-fairy person growing up in fairyland she had to learn all of the little tricks all of the wording and i mean Cardin does too he's fey he can't lie but at the same time jude's mindset i think is always in a different realm of like survival than his is because i don't feel like Cardin really felt threatened until he watched his whole family be murdered by his brother mm-hmm. so anyway <laughs> so uh this witch named mother marrow comes forward attends court she gives Cardin a cloth that is impenetrable it you know it, it turns any she says it turns any blade against it so you can't be stabbed while wearing this thing which is pretty fantastic mm-hmm. um and does come into play in book three i will say mm-hmm. uh, as Cardin is wearing a, clo- a cloak made of this fabric in book three mm-hmm. so um but she says you know she's come bearing gifts and then she only shows him this cloth and asks him if he'll accept it and he's about to accept the cloth and Judah's like, hold the phone. You said gifts. <laughs> so what's the other gift? What happens when he accepts your cloth? And Mother Marrow's mad. And she's <laughs> like, who the hell is this mortal to even talk to me? <laughs> yeah. You know? And Jude's like, I'm the Sentinel. They say Sentinel. Sentinel. I was waiting for you to correct me. <laughs> I just say Sentinel. I'm, <laughs> I'm the Sentinel. Is it Sentinel? Sentinel. I'm the Sentinel. And she's like, fuck you, what's your trick? And then Mother Marrow's like, oops you caught me i'll just give you the cloth freely and Cardin's like what was going to be the trick just, <laughs> just, like, oh, just, just tell me i love a good gas you know what was it going to be and she's like if you'd accepted my cloth you would have had a geese put on you where you would have only been able to marry me or my daughter <laughs> and no one else mind you mother marrow is like quite old haggard looking lady yeah it's like with like a big cloak and then her daughter has like two backwards feet right yeah, like, yeah. and they're like stony or just like no, twiggy they're, like they're twiggy, twiggy. They're, they're twiggy they're like long twiggy limbs so this would have <laughs> not been the best deal for Cardin for many <laughs> reasons one there's no like political gains from marrying mother Mary or her daughter mm-hmm. you know there's probably no like relationship gains for him from a personal perspective and it was a trick you know yeah. And that's why Mother Mary was doing it because she knows if she was like, you should marry my daughter, he would have been like, get the fuck out of my castle. You know? <laughs> like, no, thank you. I don't want to marry anyone, let alone your daughter. Although he does want to marry someone we'll talk about later. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah. So he's like, that's a hilarious trick. And Judah's like, ah, you almost got married. You know? <laughs> so Jude does definitely have like an important part to play uh, to keep Carson safe, even from himself. Um, but he does get the cool fabric, which is nice. 
Yeah. Um, and Mother Marrow does kind of become a friend. Like she shows up later. A couple yeah, times, she does. Although she doesn't like Jude, which is fine. Um, I think she doesn't like her, but she kind of respects her a little bit because she knows she, she can see through the bullshit. I think she respects her, but literally at one point she's like, if I liked you, I would treat you different. And she's like, that's fair. Like, yeah. Although, I don't know, I kind of felt like it was, I think she did like her. I think she was like, oh, you're a piece of shit, but here's a gift. You know, yeah. like, have a cookie dick or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I could be living in a castle, whatever. Yeah. You. <laughs> it was this clumsy little bitch. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's Mother Mara. So that's like an example of Jude really coming into beauty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she probably would have done it anyway. But right before I think Mother Mara is when Grimson comes forward. Mm-hmm. And we'd heard about Grimson oh, a little bit. Maker. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And we heard about her heard about him. We'd heard about him <laughs> very briefly in book one and the legend of Queen Mab, who started the entire like Elfheim ruler line. Mm-hmm. Like everyone is a descendant of Mab that can wear the blood crown, which is the crown that Cardin currently has on his head. Mm-hmm. And so, and Grimson had um, forged this crown as such and all everything he forges, every item, he puts magic in it and curses into it. Mm-hmm. We don't know about the curse of both time though. No, it says like that everything, it says it on there, like everything. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. And so everything is like enchanted and there's rules and whatever. Like, mm-hmm. and he has like Heartseeker and Heart Swarm, which are like swords that he made, which come into play in book three as well, um, that he made for the Alder King, who is like not Queen Mab, um, slime. And like one of them, I can't remember which one, can cut through anything. Any material can be cut through with that sword you know and so he's kind of a famous smith he's older he's obviously as old as queen nab you know and so is mother mare so that's what's weird about fairy is you know people are like so old because they don't die i guess that they're just like hundreds to maybe thousands of years old um and so he's he's a famous smith and he's been living in exile because he was exiled like by um the um basically Cardin's dad yeah um, uh, King Eldred Eldred thank you mm-hmm. Aldred, ended up wrong. so King Eldred <laughs> exiled him and the Alder King at the, at the same time and so he was kind of kicked out by association back in the day and so he's basically come forward and he begs to be allowed to be back in court for his exile to be over mm-hmm. and so that he can forge and do what he loves but he refuses to swear an oath to Cardin Mm-hmm. He refuses to swear allegiance, and he, I mean, he has a good argument, which is that obviously swearing allegiance before got him exiled by default, yeah. and so he's not willing to put his, you know, future in the hands of an oath again, but at the same time, like, that's also trust, you know, so, mm-hmm. but you can't get any other way. So Carbon agrees that it's worth having Grimson there without the oath. And allows him to forge outside of the grounds of the castle or like on the castle grounds, like a ways away. And, and Jude's like, mm. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, What do you want? Like, I don't trust you because, like, if you don't prove your loyalty to somebody or like an oath, then who are you loyal to? Like, at what point will you just like turn? You know, yeah. it's just always a risk, right? Jude hates it, but she's like, Maybe having him here to forge for us is worth it if you can create another sword like those other swords that are remaining exactly maybe you know <laughs> perhaps but also perhaps not so that's kind of where we open up with it and then Locke mm-hmm. comes forward 
I'm like sighing over here. You guys can see. Walk is the worst. Like Taryn's just there. Also, Jude's not talking to Taryn. Um, she's not talking to her dad. Like she's betrayed everyone in her life, essentially, aside from Vivi and Oak for this situation. Like she's not welcome at home because she betrayed her dad and his plan to overthrow the king. Um, <laughs> his treasonous plan she foiled, mm-hmm. you know. And she's not talking to Taryn because Taryn is marrying the guy that tricked her Mm -hmm. into thinking he loved her as a test to try and test her sister's love. Mm -hmm. But also to definitely try and woo her and have her as a joke because he thinks it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Locke is the worst. So they're engaged. Their wedding's coming up. Um, It's not that far away. And she's kind of stressed about that because like, is she invited? They <laughs> <laughs> haven't spoken since that moment where they got into the fight, essentially. And yeah. like the whole crowning thing happened. And she keeps looking at Taryn who's over there with Locke. And I think Taryn looks over at her sometimes. And Cardin definitely notices. He's just like, just talk to her. And she's like, hmm. no, which I get that. It would be hard to be the one to initiate. Especially you're the one that you feel like you were the most hurt. Mm-hmm. You kind of went them to like, give the olive branch you know yeah i mean taryn should be the one i mean also sure. taryn betrayed her a second time oh, yeah wait, no no sorry that's that's, the end of this. that's in this book. that's coming up sorry. she does do that stay tuned for more taryn that's already up taryn sucks <laughs> taryn sucks and then in book three she's like mm, i need help and it's like fuck you taryn <laughs> you don't deserve me but we'll get there later in case some people reading this haven't read book oh, this haven't read book three mm-hmm. which is so good and you should read it Absolutely. And also Taryn definitely asked for help. And I was like, don't give it to her. <laughs> yep. But also I'm glad she did. So anyway, um, but Locke steps forward and is like, I've got it. He's such a dick. I don't know the way he phrases it. But he's like, I've got the best gift for you you'll ever receive, you know? And Cardin's like, what's that? Jude naked in my room, you know? <laughs> and Locke's like, no, it's me as your master of rebels. And everyone's like, and she's like getting carried away at this point like there's been some sort of letter from Balkan received or something and she's had to like go off and as she's leaving she just wants to like stop this from happening but also knows she can't and she sees Cardin excited like oh this could be fun maybe king being king can be fun if my (laughs) friends the master of rebels and she's just like fuck (laughs) (laughs) this is not what I want also Balkan is in prison at the tower yes yeah so he didn't get killed for his crimes about slaughtering his family he got in prison exactly Lucky. and he keeps saying Cardin these these notes right letters asking for him to be released trying to convince Cardin that he should just give Balkan the crown and like this has been a hilarious prank and <laughs> you got to be king but it should be me obviously yep and Jude hasn't been giving any of them the card She's been intercepting them in her role with her court of spies because she still has the court of shadows working for her. Yeah, and they've gotten more people from all of the slaughtered siblings or in mm-hmm. slaughtered people in general. Their spies have kind of joined ranks to make theirs bigger. They've been recruiting. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, if your life's a spy and your person you spied for is dead and you get an opportunity, like, yeah. where else do you go? It's just harder. So it's worth humoring. I can't blame them. <laughs> So she goes and sees Balkan and she basically tells them that he has nothing that is of value to them mm-hmm. and to leave her alone until she's anything, until he has anything of value. And she notices that like his tower is like wet 
you know, it's very nice. Like he has like books and like nice stuff in there. And she's like, this doesn't seem like a prison. <laughs> yeah. But she also notices, I think that it's like kind of wet and there's like seashells and stuff and kind of like ties to the undersea for chance, mm-hmm. you know, like going on. And she's like, okay, whatever. And then she leaves. And as she's leaving, I think that's when some woman grabs her arm that's in a different cell. And she's like, I need your mother. And Jude's like, what? (laughs) And that's pretty much where that is at that point. But she's like, I need your mother. Let me, let me out of here and I'll tell you of her. She also learns, may not sit back home, but not later, that there's like whispers from the sea coming up to greet him. Like Belkin's getting like, tea and gifts from the sea mm-hmm. and people like aren't noticing it or like intentional looking away mm-hmm. so that's also kind of what brings her there she's like what the hell like what are you doing there Belkin like who are you conspiring with like Queen Orla interesting interesting yeah so <laughs> so then Junior's back Taryn does Taryn has at this point snuck in she had someone I think fake make her a key she pretended to be Jude and that Jude had lost her key and then she gets someone to give her a new key, and then she's just waiting for Jude to come around. She she acts like it's no big deal, right? Yeah, because yeah. they used to impersonate each other. Like this would this would suck about being twins. Like it'd be really cool for the schemes, but the moment that like you want some privacy or you're mad at each other, you just want to so simply be able to betray you that way, and like I don't know, mm-hmm. dislike. Yeah, mm-hmm. big dislike. Mm-hmm. So Jude is mad that like someone couldn't tell the difference between her and freaking Taryn. You know, um, but instead, you know, Taryn is there. And Taryn, luckily, though, it's seen the state of Jude's room, which uh, is just uh, a hot mess. It's bad. It's, grass. it's everywhere. <laughs> um, it's just dirty. There's, like, dishes everywhere. And she has, like, three clothing items. And Taryn is like, okay, what is this? She's like, you're <laughs> living here in the castle. Yeah. She's like, you always look terrible. She's like, but I had no idea. She's like, why don't you have people clean your room? You know, she sees all the poisons. And she's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I don't trust anyone to be here. She's like all crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is when, I'm not exactly sure, but shortly after this, if not now, they send Tatterfell from Maddox mm-hmm. house mm-hmm. to basically just just serve Jude in her dirty room. <laughs> yeah. And also Taryn uh, is able to get the rest of Jude's things from the house. Uh-huh. So that's the other thing. She's like, I can get the rest of your stuff. Like, you think dad's mad, but he'd love to have you at dinner. She's like, you yeah, know what I mean? But <laughs> she's like, I don't know about that far. But yeah, so she's doing the rest of her stuff and then she convinces Maddox to give her Tatterfell the rest of her brains. Right. Which I get it would suck like to be always worried about people pillaging through your shit and like who can you trust you not, but also like are you living in squalor? Yeah. She <laughs> you also, are disgusting. Taryn also decides that she's going to be in charge of Jude's wardrobe and have her more close mate. Yes. Because she's like, you and your sad jackets are just pathetic and everyone's <laughs> talking about it. Like this is court. Like <laughs> You're supposed to look the part. Like, Card looks the part, and you look homeless. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. And um, so mainly because she's not even taking the time. She's got money. She's just not taking the time to do anything with it. So we're calling yeah. Out of fear and survival. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just when, I mean, but this is why. Like, so, like, later she goes to sleep, and it's like, maybe she'll dream some dreams. No. But then she's woken up <laughs> because there's been an attack on Carden. Mm-hmm. this is like the very next so this is like why she's so run down you know she can't get a night's rest and she finds Carden drunk upset there's a there's a fey girl that's been shot with an arrow in her leg who in was in bed with Carden and um so yeah they were in bed together and then she got shot in the leg 
and obviously he's no longer having a good time <laughs> and Carden's no longer having a good time and he's very upset and Jude is like you idiot they were probably aiming for you you know <laughs> and there's also like Locke and a couple other girls like it's like a room for people just having their own type of fun they're having a party and yeah. she's just like coming in once to look like a hot mess just woke up like <laughs> to be fair she was just woken up this once ah she was but this is not how you win there <laughs> appear yourself in front of Locke that fuck, fucker and be like I know. <laughs> exactly. And so she, like, I think she dismisses Locke and all the other guests or whatever. And mm-hmm. Carden wasn't staying in Eldred's room. He didn't want to be in Eldred's room, which mm-hmm. is understandable. Yeah. So he's kind of taken over, I think, what was Eldred's mistress's room. Yeah, the mistress suites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is what she determined. So she finds a secret passage that they didn't know was there because it's not on the map. And she follows it into Eldred's room. And that's where she finds. Nikesha, what the undersea skank. So <laughs> crying in her like yeah. silk robe. <laughs> Maybe some laundry under there. I can't remember. I think it was. She, she, naked. she came to seduce Carter. She it did. was something. Yeah. She did come to seduce Carter. So she's like in a silk robe, maybe in no clothes. Yeah. And um, and like when she was going through the tunnel, she found like this giant ass crossbow yeah. that she would have had to drag to try and aim it at him. Um, or whatever. And so she so she finds her crying and she's like, I didn't try to kill him. I was aiming for her. <laughs> or whatever. I don't know what she said. Maybe she was That's pretty much what she said. Yeah. And Jude's like, what the fuck? You know? Like, <laughs> she's like, I can have you strung up for this. Like, what? Are you trying to kill Garden? Like, what are you doing? And she's like, I wanted him back and I thought I'd sneak into his room. But then I found him with her. <laughs> And she's like, you're so sad. You know? It's like, even if you were together, most of the kings have other consorts and mistresses. Like, why? You're not even together. Of course he's fucking around with everyone. Like, And why are they not together? Because, mm-hmm. because of her. Because mm-hmm. she cheated on him with Locke. In his own bedroom. Oh. Kind of later, I guess. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but still. The like, hurt. We already knew from book one that that's why they broke up. Because Locke wooed her away from Carden and then broke her heart because then he left her for Taryn I guess yeah. you know in June a little bit you know and so yeah so the only reason she's not with Carden at all is because of her own actions mm-hmm. her own infidelity yep so yeah so she's upset and Jude is basically like, I won't tell anyone if you just fucking go away you know what I mean um, and that's when I think that she tells her that Orla is planning to marry her to Cardin, and if he doesn't, if Cardin doesn't agree, Orla is going to, like, attack the kingdom, essentially. And she also finds out from angry Nikesha that, that someone uh, Jude already knows has betrayed her. Yeah. And she doesn't know who, so now she's like, ah, shit. Like, so many people I'm already untrusting, but someone that I potentially trust has already betrayed me, and now I've got to, like, try to figure out <laughs> who. Yeah. Exactly. And Taryn's what is coming up. So this is making this very nerve-wracking time-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, um, I think that she mentioned that while well, I was talking to Belkin at this time, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure she tells me that too. It just kind of confirms like Orla's scheming a lot. Like she's got multiple plans in play and, you know, Cardin is unaware because Cardin's not even going to living council meetings. He's too good for that. He's sending <laughs> you to board for it. But then Absolutely. at the same time, I think he's expecting Jude to tell him what anything actually important is happening. And she's not doing that at all. You know? 
but it's also probably hard for her like when she comes by and he's just like what's gonna waste it for her to be like ah, talk to you about this you know what I mean like mm-hmm. communication guys it's important um so yeah so we'll just kind of like talk about the next kind of thing that happens there's so walk well, I think it's the master of rebels party right because mm-hmm. it happens before the wedding mm-hmm. which happens before the undersea yes so Locke has been made master of Rebels. Taryn has expressed her concerns to Jude that she doesn't like him being master of Rebels. Taryn has accepted that Locke will cheat on her. Yeah. She's <laughs> accepted that he has a need to tell stories or create stories. And she's concerned that him being master of Rebels is just going to make this all the more worse. Yeah. And she's spending a lot of time at home by herself. Yeah, sad. She also admits, which is really sad, that like when she, like Locke sometimes puts her to the center of the story is when she feels most important. And when he's really busy, then she doesn't feel like she's part of the story at all. And it's like, you should be part of your own story, which is what's really sad about it. But it's like, she wants to be the center of his world. And so like, she's worried that she's never going to be that because he's always going to be doing all his other stories and stuff. And she's just going to be like on the side. I mean, I think that was pretty obvious. It was. On it's how just, their relationship started. Oh, absolutely <laughs> is. It's just like she's finally like feeling the concern that everyone else has been like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, like everyone else saw it clear as day. Yeah, I think he even probably tried to paint it clear as day. She's just rose-colored glasses, not wanting to see the truth. I mean, Maddie very clearly told her this when Long asked for her hand in marriage. Absolutely. And he was like, he doesn't deserve either of you girls, and this is a stupid idea. Yep. And Taryn was like, but Johnny, I love him. <laughs> and then they got married. Well, they will get married. They haven't got married yet, but, but they're, they're engaged. Too but they will get married. So anyway, so Master of Rebels, and so they, he throws Cardin in a great party. Mm-hmm. And Jude is told very clearly to not go to the party. Mm-hmm. Of course, Jude goes to the party because why wouldn't she? Right? She storms her way there. This reminded me of Calamai a little bit in the Court of Thorns and Roses. A little. Um, like, not exactly. Like, Calamai is a very different situation mm-hmm. um, for the reason of the party. Master of Rebels party just goes lots and asshole. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> well, and also before getting into the whole thing, too, um, Jude had asked Cardin to make sure, like, if something bad was going to happen. Like, she didn't want. Do like um Terry get involved with it and he was like shouldn't she see this like he's even like shouldn't she know what she's marrying like she should see how he's behaving and she's like no like that's not what she wants right and so do or he actually makes it so Terry's not invited to the party because yeah he yeah. tells you know what's his face <laughs> lock now to like have her come because he finds out what it is and that's when he tells Jude like don't come tonight right because Carter knows what the party is yeah mm-hmm. but unfortunately um was it like Lord Rovian or person? Mm-hmm. I can't think of her name. Del Del Delcama. Yeah. She's gonna Del- be there. Yeah. <clears throat> I couldn't remember how to pronounce it. But anyway, so she's gonna be there. So she's kind of like also Delcamera. So even though it's like she's told not to, but she's also like I got business to handle. I feel like that could have been literally at any other time done. Yes, yeah. I would have suggested that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what Cardinal told her. But yeah. I feel like he wasn't overt with his warning. Wasn't no. he just kind of like. You just don't like don't be here like I don't know I feel like he could have been a little more he could have stressed it more I do but at the same time like once again this is like any sort of trust you know yeah. like he's like don't come tonight I know what's gonna happen don't come yeah, and she's like good yeah and she's like I don't trust what you're gonna do so I'm gonna come anyway yeah yeah and he's like it's not what I'm going to do like yeah. <laughs> that's not why I don't want you there 
Like, it's, like, her obsession to control him and mm-hmm. what's going on is what leads her to this party. Yeah. And, yeah, Dolcamera or whatever is there, too. And she basically tells Jude that Lord Rorbian, who is uh, the leader of the Court of Termites, can call in his debt anytime to Cardin for helping Cardin get the High King. Yeah. Yeah. Or the support of High King. And so um, that's kind of, that's what's going on there. And I almost said something happens later, but it doesn't happen yet. So anyway, so Jude goes to the stupid party and it's not long that she's there before, you know, Locke is involving her in the festivities. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, wasn't she like on her way out? Maybe, yeah. maybe I was wrong. Yeah, I feel like she was like what? on her way out or something. And yes, she was like getting ready to leave. She finally met with her. So she was like, all right, I'm going to head out. And then he probably was watching her. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, so fast. He saw her. He was going to let her get away. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. the do. Yep. So he was like, oh, look, our queen of myrrh is here. Mm-hmm. And so queen of myrrh. Mirth. Yeah. Myrrh is different. So yeah, <laughs> queen of myrrh. So he crowns her that and he puts like a disgusting, rotting dress on her mm-hmm. and just makes her look so gross. And like the queen of birth used to be like, you take a mortal and then you get them drunk on fairy wine and you yeah. basically glamour them into thinking that they're wearing like, like fine. fine garments and eating delicious food when really they're eating like dirt and sleeves and it's embarrassing and the whole point is to make fun of the mortal yeah right how foolish the mortal can speak yeah how they can like be tricked like this and yes yeah exactly so jude can't you know the geese doesn't work on her so she can't be glamoured anymore but she can definitely she's still subject to fair wine but luckily it doesn't go that direction (laughs) just thank god but yeah but she's forced to dance and everyone's just laughing at her and crowning her queen of mirth and I think Cardin dances with her. Yeah, she mm-hmm. ends up taking it over, like, because they all realize that, like, she's not in the typical sense where most people are being tricked. Like, whether she's got rolling berries or whatever, like, she's very aware. So yeah. instead of being, like, embarrassed, she, like, leans into it. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, hold on. I need to take off my own gown before you put this shit on me. Like, yeah. yeah. She's just, like, not having it. So, like, I appreciate that, but she doesn't, like, give them what they want she makes it uncomfortable for them <laughs> because yeah. they know she's going to remember this um and so she ends up being like could the you know king whatever like Harding give me the dance that's what they do and she kind of like even like gives him some stuff I'm gonna make you pay for this and he's like this isn't my doing right yeah. I told you to not come like yeah, yeah. she still like is like very like flipped with him it's just like look inward you yeah. were warned <laughs> you were not perfect yeah this was a horrible idea yeah so, so yeah so that's that it's a horrible night so that's that night and then as she's like leaving like she finally is like i think i don't she asked politely for this to end or whatever and he like concedes and so she's turning around i think she's going towards the direction of her actual dress she left by a tree and as she's about to leave she sees these selkies emerging from the sea mm-hmm. and she's like oh shit and so then she's just like running back to like the guards and they're like the sea is here like protect the king and so they all start moving and the guard is like oh no <laughs> she's freaked out she's like this isn't good right so the selfies are basically acting as soldiers of the undersea who are invading this party yep they were not invited to no and Carter kind of street strikes like uh an accord with them a little bit um, and is like, you know, we'll talk, whatever, you know, I'll go to my living council right now. And he's like, but stay and eat, you know, like, there's no, you know, he's like, 
no reason you shouldn't stay and be merry mm -hmm. and enjoy this this party and this feast, you know, instead of us, you know, getting in a fight. And then they're kind of like, okay <laughs> force our hands <laughs> you yeah. know this is a weird twist but it's like they had to deliver the message first yeah. too about like the whole like her wanting to meet and all this kind of shit so once she did like, it was kind of like that right about like also um Nikesha whatever she'd already disappeared at this point mm -hmm. but it's being like basically said that like you will marry my daughter or we'll have war kind of message like she's just mysteriously gone and like well that's suspicious yeah. you know <laughs> she gets practically she does they find her when she's like of course dressed in fire it's like she was like almost waiting for a moment to be like look at me and my outfit change your prize yeah. <laughs> don't have war you know? i think that's what she really expected the outcome to be uh. exactly so they go to the living council meeting maddox finally talks to june this is one of the first times they've talked oh, yeah. maddox is of course concerned that you know cardin and orla will align which would be bad for him because he would essentially never get the crown yeah. Well, hadn't she also gone to the like one of the meetings and she mentioned the stuff they found out about Belkin mm -hmm. and worked with and like none of them would hear her. They yeah. like just ignored her and like made fun of her. And even Maddox, while he didn't like stop them, actually admits this to me is just like, well, we should have listened to Judy in the first place, and none of you would. So now we're in the situation. I was like, well, you know, I like when Maddox's father like pray comes out. Yeah. Me too. He's it makes like, me happy. Yeah. My daughter Judy. Yes, <laughs> she tried to warn all of you. None of you would listen. My daughter's smarter than everyone here, essentially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the only reason she's not smarter than me is because I raised her. And I still have more lessons to teach. That's right. Yeah. And Jude's like, shut up, Maddox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the worst. I know. Although I love Maddox. I do love him. So it's complex spiritual. So yeah, so Cardin shows up to the meeting finally for the first time. This is the first living council meeting he's ever shown up for. Yeah. Um, Jude's there. And then, and then Cardin's mad because he's like, what do you mean that there was this information about the undersea? No one told me, you know, including you, Jude, you know? <laughs> and Jude's like, it wasn't material. They didn't listen to me. And everyone's like, she was immortal. What are we supposed to trust her? You know? <laughs> um, and so it's like not going great. And then you're right. Like Nikisha shows up looking like all fine. And she's like, I'm here now. And we can get married. And putting into this disagreement. And Cardin's like, I'm glad you're here. I'm never gonna fucking marry you. And he's like, and I will imprison you if your mom threatens us again. He's like, do it and I will imprison you. Yeah. And she's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then she like leaves. And I think this is when Cardin, like Jude tells Cardin that he, she shot the bolt. Like it's mm -hmm. not very long. That doesn't stay a secret for very long. Like she's like, I won't say out. anything. And then she's like, she tried to shoot you. you know? well, she even had said like, tell him if you want and she was just like i might and then she did mm -hmm. and then he was also like i mean she doesn't own occasion anything no she doesn't no the case is the worst and it's not like he wasn't surprised he was just kind of like eh, no tracks you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> so yes so it's basically it um that's not on that situation it kind of like i don't know postpones the, the undersea but then they now know that they need to you know, get more information about what Orla is planning, that this is actually quite a big threat. She just sent, like, infiltrating soldiers to their party, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or they could have just decided to fight everyone and try and sue Cardin. Yeah. So that could have been really bad. So they kind of try, try multiple strategies. Um, Jude realizes that the woman that grabbed her arm in the prison in the tower forgetting is actually Cardin's mom, <laughs> whose name is Lady Asha. 
And let me tell you, mm. I hate her. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted sucks. to like her. Like, I wanted her to not be the character that she was. Oh, yeah. You, you yeah. hope, right? Yeah. Because she's not so awful. And you're like, oh, yeah. Because really she knew her mom. And I was like, oh, we're going to be besties. And she was improperly in prison. But she was. Shouldn't have been in prison for mm. what, yeah. uh, what she was in prison for. But no, she's terrible. Yeah. Um. So she tries to, like, pass her false information so that Balkan will pass false information to Orla. I think that's the plan, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, Lady Asha's like, you know, get me out of here. She wants to, like, get out of there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're starting to realize a couple of things. Like, one, Cardin knows where his mom is. Mm-hmm. Cardin is High King, and yet he has not freed his mother from the Tower of the Beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that should have told her everything she needed to know. Yep. And yet it didn't, right? <laughs> so she makes a deal with her that she will be freed. You know, and Lady Asha's like, don't tell my son anything. She's like, I don't want him to know where I am. Yeah. You know, it's very much like the relationship is not good. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, don't tell him that you're talking to me. You know, like she, yeah. And so Jude is not getting it because Jude would give anything to get her mother back. You know what I mean? So she's really not picking up on signals here. You know, she's like ready to like family trap them into like a family brunch and like set everything (laughs) straight and yeah all that dumb stuff so no like his mom is a horrible person <laughs> um so she's trying to like get information on that they know that that there's you know that another they think attack is planned and they're afraid that they're gonna try and kill Cardin or try and capture Cardin um is you know and then they also know that Oak is coming for the wedding, for the wedding you mm-hmm. know and so they're, they're trying to like strategize all of that kind of stuff to like protect Oak like, sorry, I think up. should Oak even come to the wedding or is that too dangerous? Mm-hmm. And also they, Jude knows that there's no way she can stop Vivi from bringing Oak to the wedding. Uh, to Taryn's wedding. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's kind of like there's a bunch of stuff going on. Um, and I would like to take a moment to, uh, oh, the wedding gift. So mm-hmm. and in the middle of all of this, Jude has to prepare for the her sister's wedding, right? Because she's been asked to be part of or to come to the wedding. Yeah, she's been asked to come to the wedding. So she's in charge of like going to the human realm to, to grab Heather. Who, this part cracks me up. Please speak to us. So, I've been talking for like an hour. So Heather yeah. is Vivi's girlfriend and they're great and they're happy. And she's like accepted this random boy into her house and they're like helping to not not raise him. You know, it's not like she's like, hey, he's my son now, but you know, they're like taking care of him. Um, but Vivi's never told her that she's a fairy so I don't understand why she thought it was a good idea to take her and not tell her like just don't take her mm-hmm. like I don't, I don't understand so yeah Jude's there and like getting them all ready to go and she's like wait why does she act like she doesn't know where we're going she's like where's and, the car yeah and she's like what's gonna happen when you turn like a piece of grass into a horse like yeah what's gonna happen um I actually don't remember what happens next but just that part makes me laugh so you guys can take it over and what I think is good like this shows because sometimes sometimes I think Jude I love Vivi I think she's yeah. great mm-hmm. but sometimes I think Jude is almost cruel with Vivi because she sees how she's different than a human but it's never in a way that she sees that Cardin is different than a human by the way no, like the no. way that she views Cardin is like for equal and the way she views Vivi sometimes is like other 
you know like she'll be like she's she'll see like Vivi just like watching like people at the mall yeah. and she's like I wonder if that's how a cat watches prey and I'm like why would you think that about your sister dude like come on you know what I mean <laughs> she's just like watching she's just people watching it's like pretty normal activity you know <laughs> yeah and she desperately wants to fit in so I'm sure she's making mental notes yeah. about like what normal humans do you know exactly it's not that she's a weirdo so but at the same time Vivi doesn't get it and like Jude has multiple times tried to explain to Vivi like that she needs to be up front with Heather that Heather will have a hard time accepting that fairy even exists let alone the fact that Vivi is a fairy and yeah. Oak is a fairy and there's magic in the world and all this stuff. And that it's also dangerous. Like Jude's thinking of all the things that Heather needs to be prepared for, mm-hmm. for her own safety to be in fairy, like Rowan Mary's. And- she comes, yeah, because she comes at it from a human perspective, whereas Ruby was never human. I mean, she's not human, but she didn't have to deal with all of that. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah. was born into this hybrid situation yeah. for her. Whereas right. like Jude and Taryn were just the rest in this completely other world, which obviously that was a shock for, you know, mm-hmm. Vivi as well. But like, they know what that's like. And they were probably still eased into it in like Maddox home before mm-hmm. they got, I think well, they were taught all the rules. Yeah, yeah. whereas they, like, they right, they didn't apply yeah. to her. Yeah. Whereas he instead, was, like yeah. poor Heather has zero, like it would be better to be eased into like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm different. Like you commented on my ears, but actually like I'm half this. You didn't know what's going on. Like show her a little bit. Versus like surprise, they're going to a wedding and there's a whole other world and like ah, it's, it's gonna freak out. It's crazy. And and I mean for all like Oriana is not a perfect character. All no. Yes. But I mean Vivi has to sit and watch Oriana tell Taryn and Jude all the time over all the things to not do at court, over all the things to not do to embarrass Maddox, all over to keep themselves safe. Yeah. Like there's a list of rules she goes over every time they leave the damn house, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's not like. Vivi isn't aware that it's dangerous, but she doesn't think about it, you know? Yeah. She doesn't take it seriously. No. Once again, these things never really happen to her. They don't happen to her. And she just sees it as an annoyance. Like, I think she sees us more of like, oh my God, Oriana's on her thing again. Like these rules were really, it's like, she is coming from a good place because she knows at how much risk that they are at. Mm-hmm. More than even just embarrassing Maddox, like the harm that can happen to them and also still cause that. Yeah. And you also, know. like, when things happen to Jane and Taryn, a lot of times they don't tell Vivi, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. They don't tell anyone. Like, the time that Maddox's servant or soldier or whoever soldier. it was bit off a tip of her finger and mm-hmm. then told her that if she told anyone who would come and eat the rest of her, yeah. she never told anyone that. She was yeah. too afraid. So it's like, Vivi has been, she's, Vivi's been sheltered from, from the experiences that they, Jane and Taryn have even had, and she's just thinking, like, my sister's immortal, they're fine. Like, they, it's fine, Heather. So, yes. And so poor Jude is just sitting there watching this nightmare unfold of Heather be like, where's the car? How long will it take to get there? Do we need to stop for snacks? Like, uh, where are we going again? Like you said, your dad's really conservative. Like what's going on? Mm-hmm. And, and Jude's just like, oh. <laughs> and then Heather's finally, Heather, Vivi's finally like, Heather, guess what? We're magic. I'm magic. Oops, magic. Yeah. Doesn't he do something like his little, he reveals his little horns because he's just like, hey, this little like little antler horns pop out. And she's like, what's the cool? Because yeah. he's like a child. And he's like, what are you doing? You know, this is cool. He's like, you love me, so it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, because he's a child and he can't see the, the and, scariness. Yeah. And Heather's like, ah, oh, monster. You know? <laughs> and then Oak is sad. Aww, you know, Oak, 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 Oak. 
yeah. Seems so cute. So yeah, so it's like it doesn't go well, I guess. But yeah, after a lot of crying and conversation, Heather agrees to go with them to yeah. Fairyland, which is quite brave of her. Yeah, I don't think she still understood what she was in. No, no, I think she still was in denial about any of this being true. Which at this point, it still could have been okay mm-hmm. if Vivi had told her the rules yeah. and really taken over, like what Jude said was like, "Don't leave my side." Yeah, like, and like the row and berries and stuff, and just like ensure that the yeah. things that she says actually like occur. Like, yeah, you have to watch your date, but also the like, kids. Yeah. Like, you can't get drunk or go crazy because you have to take care of this human that you brought into this world. And you're like, oh, it's fine. She's fine. Where's my girlfriend? And why is she a cat now? (laughs) (laughs) That's weird. She's She's having so much fun. Yeah. And, like, even when they go to the house, like, when they get to the house, and I don't remember what happens, but um, Jude is like, where are your rowan berries? And then Heather's like, what's a rowan berry? And she's like, Oh my god. Yeah. You know? She told her nothing. Yep. And she like makes her a necklace and is like trying to explain everything. And she's like accosting Vivi. She's like, you've got to tell her everything. And Vivi's like, I did. It's fine. We're having so much fun. Well, it's even like Jude tells her, like, you cannot take this off while you're here. Yeah. You must wear this. But of course, Heather doesn't see like that actually, it doesn't match my dress or whatever. Like she doesn't see the seriousness to it. And then once again, Vivi doesn't come in and be like, where are your own berries? Like yeah. I don't know, put this somewhere else. Like put it on your ankle or like your wrist. Like you can get creative, you mm-hmm. know, but like, or make it longer so it hides in your dress. Like there are ways people mm-hmm. yeah. failed. Yeah, Heather just was naive to it and Vivi was a big friendship. Yeah. Um, and then in between this, it's not a big deal, but Jude goes to Crimson and gets wedding gifts for Taryn, which are beautiful earrings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gives them to her with her tears as payment. Just a pretty light cost I is guess. it compared to some of the other things that were being offered what will she use those tears for like that's yeah, oh no i know there's but always the, we don't know <laughs> yeah you don't know but i think one of them was like losing your ability to like laugh or your voice for like a year like there was some much larger like it's going to affect you at this moment right. ariel you know yeah exactly <laughs> And so, didn't they like make the wearer like the most beautiful? Yeah, it like shimmered you into like the yeah. most charismatic, gorgeous mm-hmm. vis- version of yourself. And so, I and think it's like it was, a star and like yeah, a star and a moon, moon yeah. earrings. It's not like look very pretty. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you pry the gems from them, all of your youth will go at once. <laughs> all your beauty will fade at one moment. Was it just prying it, or was it if you wore it too much? No, it was if you took the gems. I like if you took okay. the gems out. I couldn't remember that part. I know it gets mentioned in the third book. In fact, it's mentioned later. It's not really oh, yeah. But basically, yeah. these earrings are cursed. Yes, <laughs> as are all of them. All of them are cursed. So I think she goes off to get those. And it's when she comes back after that is when she actually has a conversation with Heather. But on the way back is when she gets attacked in the night. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it's always kind of night in Fairyland because they are nocturnal creatures. Uh, but still in the night. Yeah. <laughs> She's riding a horse back for a sleepover, right? For the night before the wedding, spent with her sisters. And yes, it's the night before the wedding. Girls night. All the girls are having, you know, girls' night at Maddox House. Ooh, party time. <laughs> you know, and so Jude's not staying at the castle. She's going there. Everyone knows that Jude is going to be there. Yeah. And she's almost home when she hears hoof prints, hoof prints, footfalls, hoof beats. I don't know what it is. But 
she hears horses running up upon her. So she's like, oh shit. You know? It's not good. I'm alone in the woods, which I've been warned once already. Stop going places by yourself. I would like to, this is a good point. So the bomb and the roach have both warned her to not go by herself. Like she went by herself to go see Falcon and they yelled at her for that. She got hit in the face. Yeah, she got hit in the face. By Volcabor. 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 I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So she's been warned not to go on her own places. And now she's going on her own again. And guess what? You know, they're like, literally people will target you for your position at court. Like, yeah, you know. Like, but she's just like, this is just going home and I do all the time. And it's like, girl, you weren't something special before. You were nothing then. You were Maddox's daughter. Most people didn't want to cross Maddox. Right. But now like Maddox could be mad at you. Yeah. So anyway, so she gets attacked. She gets stabbed through the leg. An arrow to the leg. Arrow to the leg. She almost dies. I forget what chases them off. Well, so she actually, because her night bell or her sword is yeah. on like the horse mm-hmm. and her horse gets like slain. Mm-hmm. So she has a couple of knives. I know. So she like is able to retrieve her sword and like kind of climbs up and like throws an axe. This one's an axe of her. So she ends up killing one of the guys. Yeah. And then another one, a rider, she didn't know who, she was able to like slay his horse. So like if the horse fell on that person, mm-hmm. so they were trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think she was coming towards them. And then at that moment, they realized, okay, this is more than a game. Like one dude's dead, this person's injured, and now she's got her knife. And so I think they finally were like, this is too much, and they ran away. Right. And well, she lost her stuff. And, yeah, and her bag with the earrings. And her dress for the wedding. Right. We're in that bag. Um, which is kind of be And her horses. Oh, the other I know the other thing is the horse was being eaten by another horse. Yeah. That's what it was. It was like something like that was like coming for it. And so they were kind of like, yeah, right, time to go. Time to go. Other creepy things in the woods. Yeah. So she's sad. So she gets back to the house for fun girls' night and she's like stabbed through the leg. And I think Vivi tries to help her. Um, she holds her leg together after mm-hmm. she ripped off the arrow and stitched herself up. Yeah. In the tub. Yes. And then Jude pretty much just pretends that everything's normal again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, is like, I'm just a little bit sore. And she's yeah. like wincing around the place and like hobbling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and the next day is the wedding, you guys. Mm-hmm. And I think that she, is it, does she go to Mother Mary to get the dress? No, know. Oriana oh, gives yeah. her one of her dresses. Okay. And of course, Oriana's like scolding her. She's like, how could you forget to bring a dress for your sister's wedding? She's like, I'm just a forgetful dumb mortal. And then she makes like, like a comment, like, maybe I'll just go naked. And she's like, okay. And she's like, okay, no, I don't want to go naked. She's like, oh yeah, Mary's different for Mary. You guys would do this and feel completely normal. I'm actually gonna be very self-conscious. Please give me a dress. <laughs> Isn't it like a super boobalicious? It's very dress? like a plunging, <laughs> like DR1. Yeah. Where she looks she looks gorgeous. Yeah. It. But she's of course like, ah, this is quite booty. Because yeah. <laughs> right. Oriana is quite flat chested as described. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this dress looks very different on me than it does on Oriana. <laughs> and then she shows up in card and is like, nice dress. Damn. <laughs> what are you wearing? He's here for Shut up. <laughs> He's like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I hope they have blue tape in Fairyland. You know? I don't know if they do. <laughs> they probably don't because they, they don't. don't need it. They don't, they don't need it. it. They, they just, just stay perfect. Yeah. He's like, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> just so, yeah. 
the chatter fell, get my trees up for my tits. So yeah, so. Or just show them. So yeah, so Jude looks great, but um, she's a little more showy than she likes to normally be. And thankfully the bomb is the bomb and like gives oh. her some style. Like how she knows she's oh, just yeah. like, girl, you look like you're limping. Put this on your leg. She's like, oh my God, <laughs> I can walk now. I feel like the bomb can probably like smell the mortal blood. Like she's yeah. like, and I think she's just as smart and just carries that shit with her all the time. She's like, this is a dangerous job. You never know yeah. when you're going to need some salve. <laughs> and so once again, she's like, don't go anywhere alone. You know, like... Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Hear me out. Um, and so yeah, so then it's like a wedding, and they're they're being very careful. They have several plans in place to keep oak safe during this wedding. Mm-hmm. They even have a decoy oak that they are pretending to be in case Orla Orla in case Orla tries to attack Oak. You know, mm-hmm. so they have like all these like strategies in place, and like Harden is now with June, and this is gosh, is this one Matic overhears. Her, they're talking in the hall. Yeah, and there's like something comes up, and she basically says something like, "Make sure that like no one leaves your side tonight," because she's worried because it's just like there's like with Orla and everything. She's worried that he might get taken or something like make you move against him as well. She's like, "Just make sure you're not alone tonight." And he's like, "I have to do whatever you say," or he makes some no, sort. She of, commands him, or she goes, "I command you." Or she's like, "I command you to not." go anywhere on yeah Maddox over here because he was gonna talk to her about something else mm-hmm. and he's just like oh I, did, I knew you were smart but like I underestimated <laughs> your level of cleverness you physically are in control of him mm-hmm. about everything which we know she is but she's like doesn't command him for everything right she yeah. probably commands a little too much but yeah yeah, yeah but she she does try to refrain from actually saying the commanding words yeah you know what I mean exactly. it seems to hurt for sure he like winces when she does it. Like it seems to hurt him when she does it. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, so and it like hurt her when Prince Dane commanded her with the geese. Yeah. Well, and I guess I mean for the most part, I don't think the fairy they normally command each other. You know what I mean? They don't really have that. They can't, but they don't like do it. And so but it happens to mortals quite often. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like tables are turned, not that he did it a lot to people. You know what I mean? But it's just like, yeah, it's even probably more uncomfortable like that's being used against him in that way. Because <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh. I just think it was completely unnecessary to command him in this scenario. And you know, and they probably would go almost on ladies anyway. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. who knows what he was going to do, but I doubt he was going to wander off by himself and get kidnapped. No. Yeah. Only Jude, who. <laughs> yeah. He just got attacked so, in the night. I have a question. Has Bill Ken been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. no that happens next okay yeah so yeah and also Cardin knows like literally nothing about this still right so yeah so sorry i'm saying yes so so much <laughs> so i feel like we should acknowledge that alicia's adorable dog just came and forced ashley to pet her <laughs> like forced her head into her hand that's why she lost her trainer i yeah. lost my train of thought because sophie's so pretty yeah she, she is so pretty <laughs> she's just like give me love yeah she needs love. Demand attention. She needs it to live. <laughs> she does need it to live. Very good. She's a little flower. Oh my god. She'll wilt. Yes, she's very good. So yes, I'm sorry that we that we're not filming this right now, so you can't see this adorable fluffy dog. But know that she is adorable she's and fluffy. Yes, and she's so good. So mm-hmm. anyway, so yeah, so back to my um Jude spies with her little eyes. Um, Taryn and Locke coming out of their private little fairy ceremony. Because fae weddings aren't like mortal weddings in many ways. One, it's generally the vows are more like, until we don't want to be married anymore. Yeah. Yeah. 
Not forever, forever, forever. They don't do till death do you part because they don't die theoretically. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's like until neither of us are feeling this anymore, fairy vows. Um, Which, sidebar, it seems like Maddox should have let his wife go then at that point. <laughs> if they're like, oh. I don't know if she ever told him though. I guess that's true. Uh, you mean Jude's mom? Yes. I don't think he would have let her go. I know. It just seems like everyone else is like, yeah, yeah. if you want to leave, you want to leave. It's fine. Yeah. And I but Maddox like is like, maybe I will like she, she didn't give Maddox the chance. To That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like she thought that he, finding out about the baby, like he wouldn't. And so her only option was to run. Because you're right, the smarter option would have been to stay and be like, we're going to have this kid together, but I don't want to be married anymore. Yeah. But sorry mm -hmm. he, yeah but instead yeah. she faked her own death and ran off with the kid yeah <laughs> and, and devastated then, him and then got yeah. found out <laughs> and then got murdered so yeah it probably would have been better just to have that hard conversation as opposed to fake one's death yeah um yeah. possibly kill someone too and possibly kill someone to make it look like she was there mm -hmm. so anyway regardless so taryn and Locke come out of the little ceremony where they have their private vows to each other and what is Taryn wearing? She's so beautiful. She's radiant. She's like a glittering sun goddess. And that's when Jude realizes that she's wearing the earrings that she lost mm -hmm. the night before. And Locke is walking out with a limp. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And Locke is a bit injured, which means that she wasn't run down by Orla. These weren't underseas people attacking her. No, it was Locke. That son of a bitch yeah. and his stupid little friends, you know? It's a little bachelor party night out. Yeah. And it didn't really seem, like, when I was reading it, it didn't seem like it was for funsies. Like, no. they could have killed her. Oh, they yeah. Were trying to they kill her. He later says, like, oh, it was just to scare you. Like, you scared me. Yeah. She kind of had, like, Loki threatened him, like, if you ever hurt my sister, like, I will kill you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, like, you planned on getting killed. It's just the fact that, like, one, she killed one of your six guys. And she had a horse fall on you and realized that she was coming at you with a sword. Mm -hmm. And then space, the tables were turning. You kind of started to realize you may not make it out. So your friends pulled you out. Yeah. So you didn't die before your wedding. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what it seems like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Jude knows this. And before Jude can really do much about it. I mean, one, they're already married. But before Jude can really do anything about it, suddenly the ghost is there. <laughs> and the ghost is like, Falcons escaped or whatever. And she's like, oh my God, I must go. And so the bomb's like, don't go alone. And she's like, I'm going with the ghost. It's fine. Yeah. And at this point, she hadn't even said hi to Taryn to congratulate her for her wedding either. She no. was like going yeah. towards that when she spotted the earrings and then she was just like infuriated, but she was just like, she's having a good time. She's not even going to notice. She's going to have no, she didn't tell anyone else that she was leaving. She just kind of like snuck out. Yeah. She did. Yeah. So yeah, she just kind of left and she was like, give the gift, give Taryn my best. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so Jude goes to go like get Falcon. And mm -hmm. I think Lady Ash has been freed at this point. I don't think Lady Ash is there anymore in the Tower of Forgetting. Um, no, she was. Okay. Yes. So basically when she went up there, his chambers were empty. I know. And the ghost turned on her. And I she kind of like knocked him down or something. But like on her way down, she didn't get far. But she like, like I think she unlocked the thing was like get out now and don't tell anybody or like oh, okay. she said something like don't return or like don't say anything just like leave she said something to that effect so she took off 
Yeah. So she freed her. She was just like, oh shit, this is turned bad. You know what I mean? So she kind of honored her, promised it away anyway. Yeah. Not that it didn't. Not that it didn't. You're good, but like <laughs> in the moment, she freed someone that she, you know was trapped, and she kind of said she could free. Yeah. So one of those things. So Lady Ash sucks. Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. as Lady should have said, she goes there. Falcon's gone, and quickly the ghost turns on her, and he's like, "I served Prince Dane, not you." And then, boom, she's captured by the Undersea. And I will use this line again when we read mm-hmm. book three. And you sure. I serve Prince Dane, not you. Yep. Because people want to have sympathy for the ghost in book three. Mm. Thank you. Mm. I do not. He, I think, was completely in control in this moment when he betrayed you. No, he I wasn't. Think he was. We'll talk about it in book three. Well, I think he was. So <laughs> we'll talk about it in book three. But yes, this moment will come no. into question in book three. Um, but I think that line is like a little fuck you to Jude. Oh, it is definitely a fuck you to Jude. And then Jude is captured by the undersea. And that's kind of like where this book takes a dramatic turn. Yeah. yeah. Um, because everything seemed up to this point like chaotic, fast-paced. It's really going on. There's a lot like what's gonna happen with is she gonna make things right with Cardin? You know, she's running out of time. Suddenly, full stop on all of that drama. She is now a prisoner undersea mm-hmm. and i also thought it was funny that at one point in book one she mentions to taryn that she's trying to think of who taryn's secret lover is mm-hmm. and she, she's like maybe it's a merman and then she can live under the sea and it'll be so magical yeah <laughs> suddenly she's under the sea and it is a freaking nightmare yeah it's super cold it's freezing cold oh, sorry. it's freezing cold breathing hurts she can technically breathe underwater, but it's very painful. So she's in pain. And is it, she has to like pretend to be glamored the whole time? Or yes. whatever, like she, dorsal. That's right. So yeah, she has to That's pretend right. to be in dorsal because suddenly she's in court with Orla Nicasia? Nicasia? I don't know how to say it. And Balkan, who all think that mm-hmm. she's just some sort of dumb mortal. Yeah and that she's glamorous so yeah they're they're feeding her like the grossest stuff and i mean it's probably actually really nice because she was eating the same thing she had a decent i think spread yeah it was you know like fish obviously it's not like she down there she hates it (laughs) but she's starved because she didn't eat anything all day so they give her an actual like real meal until the rest of the time they like just starve her for real and they give her like her, salt water yeah. and they're like this is wine and she's yeah. just like yum great <laughs> and then she like finally drinks it like two or three days later because she's desperate and this starts throwing up yeah. and also she was still injured like yeah. she had had a fresh flesh wound yeah. before going into the undersea so she's not really healing right she's definitely getting starved you know like mm-hmm. Alicia said she's getting dehydrated and oh and she's like in withdrawal from all of her poisonings yes she's detoxing she's detoxing her poison yeah so that's not great and if you thought that you hated Falcon before this moment Mm -hmm. for i don't know just beating Cardin uh throughout his childhood you're gonna hate him more for when he tries to he succeeds in making jude kiss him and just tells her pretend i'm Cardin Which they do have like the most resemblance of Henry's siblings. No, that's not matter. No, no. I mean, at least she has something to kind of work with, I guess, but it's still gross in this book. No, it's still unconsensual. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yes. But she has to pretend like it is. She has to pretend that yeah. she's a source log. Yes. Yeah. So um 
Yeah. And she kind of gathers like Belkin's plans to like maybe if if Carmen can't make this happen, like he'll make this happen. You know what I mean? With the marrying Acacia and the undersea and like all this crap. Yeah. So it's very uncomfortable. Um and it just kind of goes day to day. Like there's not much more. Like she tries to get information out of Orla. There is a very fun moment where you know she's she's not supposed to be able to lie. Mm-hmm. And Orla's trying to get information out of her. And Nikesh is like, did you kiss Carmen? <laughs> and she's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, liar. And she's like, oh, she's unsocial. She can't lie. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of a fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so this goes on. And this is like a very big chunk of this book, I would say. She has no idea what's going on yeah. above the sea. And she's just being kind of tortured in this undersea space. And I don't hate Queen Orla. No. To be fair. This is terrible what she's doing. I mean, um, she's ruthless in her own ways. And she isn't yes. torturing her as she would normal soldiers because they're giving the illusion that this person is somewhat meaningful to Cardin. Mm-hmm. Whether it's as essential, how you say it, or more like, romantically, either way, like she knows it's better to keep the leverage intact physically. Mm-hmm. And just to starve her. And in her mind, she's like, oh, this girl thinks she's living in luxury now, getting all her meals. You know, she thinks she's being treated great. So when she goes back, she's being like, I have a time of my life. Yeah, she's like <laughs> starved and bones. <laughs> you know? So there's worse things that could have happened down there. Yeah, there's definitely worse that could have happened. So, but I mean, it's just kind of her her thing she's doing. She's ruthless. She killed all of the undersea rulers except a few that were very hard to get to because they were just like too remote besides mm-hmm. that she took out all of them <laughs> yeah so she's kind of ruthless you gotta respect that to a degree true and so one day randomly they come in and they actually give her real food which i think she throws up <laughs> well i think she passed out first because she was like i don't know why i'm so hungry and she's like faints around big and he's like get her yeah. some food it's been like a week or something stupid yeah yeah so that's when she would get food when she would pass out and they're like oh crap we can't let her die yeah yeah so she gets she food kind of forget yeah they yeah, forgot about her a lot the mortal again. so she eats some food it's not like she's getting like cleaned up and putting like a like i think her dress back in her dress back in her dress mm-hmm. with hair braided curls and, yeah, whole thing. and she gets like put on a turtle and then like swam to the sea to the top and there's like Cardin and everyone, and he's like mad as hell. And I think Nikesha has to help her walk. Well, she like, can't walk. Yeah. Someone has to, because she is so weak. Yeah. I mean, she's like, just she been under, well, and she's been underwater. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know what I mean? Your no body's gravity. no gravity. It's just going to be very weightless and different. So, she, I think someone goes out to meet her. I mean, in case she kind of brings her halfway and like someone from like one of the gym, like I don't well, know. Maddox has a soldier to put her in a carriage and take her away. Yeah, I feel like someone kind of met her halfway. I can't remember but who But like was, before but. they send her out, or do we learn this later that they like tried to pretend brainwash her to kill Karen? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, no, that is now. I might have that. Sorry, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. It's Belgian tells her that she's gonna be going back to Cardin and back to the surface. And that, you know, not obviously. She has to be sneaky about it. But when they're finally alone, she needs to kill Cardin. Yeah. yeah, and that she's supposed to meet Bale and whenever she get away. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the instructions for yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of important for us. It's Absolutely. Extremely important for us. <laughs> Very <laughs> important. <laughs> so 
so yeah, so that is, that's not part of the plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Cardin's mad at Orla. And he's like, you told me she wouldn't be harmed. Yeah. You know, you told me she was being well taken care of. Mm-hmm. And Orla's like, she's not been harmed. And he's like, she can barely fucking walk. You know? <laughs> and Orla's like, what? You know, so Cardin is not happy. Um, and then Jude's suddenly recovering at Maddox's seat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's too weak. It's like days, I feel like that she recovers there like at least so two three days probably minimum yeah she's like she can barely eat she's got no energy she's sleeping like mm-hmm. she it says that she lost considerable weight they didn't yeah. say how much but like her clothes are just like hanging off of her yeah yeah you know so she was there for about a month right yeah I mean, it was like a month under there so yeah mm-hmm. and so things are not going well and she finally as soon as she's able she speaks out and she tries to get into the castle because she has to go see Carter. And she is refused entry to the castle yeah. by Maddox orders. And she's like, I'm the sentinel or whatever, and you need to let me in. And they're like, sorry, we've got orders. You can't come here. You know, so she can't reach far. She tries to go in the Court of Shadows, mm-hmm. secret entrance, and it's been blown up. Mm-hmm. And then she's distressed because she doesn't know what happened to the ghost or the roach or all the other people that they hired. Like, she doesn't know what happened to them. Uh, and I think at that point, doesn't she decide to climb in? She uses her two knives because it's like, it's weird because I never, like, I know this is how the castle is, but I never so really visualized it. So I like looked back at the book. It's like, it's like under the hill. It's yeah. like a big old hill with like glass windows coming out of it. So she like climbs the hill with her like knives yeah. or she just like rock climbs up it essentially, like carrying herself up to one of the old abandoned um like rooms. lover's quarter kind of rooms where that's where like Harden staying up there she knew she learned originally that there were passages so mm-hmm. she was like all right this is my way in and so she breaks through like the crystal glass or whatever and then breaks into Cardin's room mm-hmm. and of course like she's lucky there's no people there but I still find it really funny the way that she like announces herself is just one not to announce herself but to just clap her hand over his mouth and like hold him down <laughs> like at least be like it's dude. It's that she's just like, he's just like, <laughs> and she just keeps holding it off. And she like looks at her and he's like, oh, dude. And she's just like, they want me to kill you. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's just like, I have so much to tell you. And he just like pulls her into bed. But I just, I'm like, why, why would I get him to want to scream? But at least after you hold her hand over and say, like, it's dude. Yeah. Don't make a noise. Something. But you're just like holding him down. Like, who wouldn't freak out? <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what did she think? Like, she's got to be so weak. That, oh God! Like, she's like shaking. She really accidentally. Yeah. Oh, because he also grabbed her throat. Yeah. So she was like, "Oh no!" Kurt <laughs> you know? is stronger than her anyway, probably. So. If he is, if he put himself to use. To yes, yeah. exactly. So she's really banking on him, like not reacting <laughs> in any sort of real way to having woken up like that. Yeah. So kind of hilarious. Very hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. So then he's like, oh good, you're back. And she's like, he's like, what's taking you so long? It's really cute. I know. And she's just like, I couldn't literally get in here. I had to climb in and break in a window. And he's like, that's silly. I'll have that undone. And I'm just like, Cardin, you need to be mad about this. I know. Because she's just like, you have, like, she's saying like him. Like, she knows better. He's just like, I didn't do anything, but I'll make that unchanged. And then he's like looking at her like, he never see her again. She's just like, why does he look at me all like sweet? Like, you know, she's just once again like, 
<laughs> I think this is like the point where she he's like, I'll lie down if you lie with me. I don't remember if that's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. And he like makes her like lie down and like they cuddle and keep for like a moment. Yeah, she tries to tell him and then the roach shows up and he's like, get away from her. She's I here to kill you. Oh, We've been right. tracking her. Yeah. Maybe the bomb's there too. She gets there. Yeah. And so he's like, she's like, I he, this is his bed. And they're like, get out of here, sweet does he's like naked and she's just like of course. <laughs> he grabs a robe at least. He could have just stayed there. And like, it's What's okay up? to sleep in your own bed naked. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do it. It's yeah, great. There's nothing it's wrong funny. with it. I mean, at this point, you know, how often has she seen this button? Kid just probably doing with the shenanigans. <laughs> like, she's used to it, even though it's not going to be like, huh, you know? Yeah. And then um, she tells them that, like, she can't be glamored to, like, or you know be told what to do and like follow through with like murdering them mm-hmm. even though she's got like poison in her pocket and they're like prove it and so Harden tries to like glamour her and mm-hmm. he's like crawl to me which that makes her flush <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious <laughs> and she just stays there and they're like oh look at you not glamouring she's like told you so <laughs> so that's kind of hilarious um oh she also went visited Belkin beforehand mm-hmm. and Belkin he had told her Oh, it was like right. after she originally left the castle and she yeah, was denied yeah. by the, the shadow area too mm-hmm. um but he was just like there's gonna be a masquerade tomorrow like get yourself a costume and like a mask um mm-hmm. can you do that and she actually slept in Carter's old room in she hadn't yeah. slept in she was really tired and she like, stole some food yeah because she can't go back home like no. once they find you know like she's not getting out she jumped out of her balcony to yeah. escape and she can't go back so um yeah, so then she follows the men on what she knows um, and then has to go leave. And that's when she goes to that um, mother. Well, she goes to the market. Mm-hmm. I'm saying what it's called. But yeah, she gets herself a mask, which is interesting that the masks that she chose, they had all different types of leather masks and lace masks. She chooses a human face mask and they like then paint to look more like her. That's right. So that's kind of a weird choice. Uh, <laughs> and then she gets a dress from Mother Marrow. Yeah. And they have a moment. Marrow is like a soup or something that she drinks. Which, like brings her back to memories from home when she was like, a kid in the mm-hmm. human world she's just like bitter about it like, she like hates it and loves it at the same time and i'm like she's like that you need this to get you right it's like how much you know wise woman marrow yeah i feel like they need to make good with mother marrow. they mm-hmm. really do she's she's very intuitive she seems very useful and very helpful exactly so yeah so then they go to the masquerade mm-hmm. i don't know why she's supposed to have to sleep in because she's allowed to be there but <laughs> she finally is allowed to be there yeah, yeah. so she shows up mm-hmm. gorgeous and karn's not there right he's not there yet lord Roybin's there she talks to him um is this she- when they tell her that to make up for their thing, she has to kill Bilkin. Uh-huh. She'd already been told Important that by Dol Karma. Important Dol-Karma. point here. Yeah. Part of the agreement. Sorry, I don't mean to correct you guys. It's no. just, well, and I sometimes I forget like, the exact spelling because it's like a long name, and I just in my mind just I just say it quickly. And you know what? I can't. Yeah. When when I read books, I'm like I have no idea what these words are. So. It's just how it's it, pronounced. An important note: part of Cardin's agreement with the Undersea mm-hmm. was to allow the Undersea to attack the Court of Turbulence. I couldn't remember what he promised them to get her back. To get her back. To yeah. get her back, he sacrificed a lot of people. Yeah. And didn't mm-hmm. the lover of okay. Okay. Lord she, get, she didn't die. She almost, got almost died. quite injured. Almost we don't know the extent of it yet. But She's in book three alive. Yes, yes but we know right. that she definitely got hurt. Yeah. She's very hurt right now. 
Yeah. And they don't know if she'll survive right now. That's right. Yeah. So that's pretty rough. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that when Jude's like, I hope she recovers, he's like, you better hope she recovers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or else I'm coming for you and your boy came. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So she shows up and Carmen's not there. So she has that uncomfortable conversation with Roybin. And poor little Roybin, one, has really been through it. And two, he's expecting to have like a real conversation with Carmen. Like, like a real, like he's traveled here, not for a party. But just on purpose to have like a real diplomatic conversation with the High King, yeah, right. Who he helped put in the position of High King. Does Cardin even know that part though? Well, no, he does because oh, Jude, does. remember Jude was helping him get in the camp, or he was helping Jude. Get I in mean, the camp. yeah. <coughs> I just didn't know if he knew that a promise was made. I don't know if he knows that. Part. I don't know if he, he ever was care. definitively told. He doesn't seem to. Yeah. No, it, it was dumb. I don't think she told him that she made it a promise or an agreement. Did you tell Carter? Well, because something? at the time, no. it really didn't have anything to do with Carter. Yeah. At the no. time, he was going to be the Pope. He didn't think he was going to be the Pope. Exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. So, good stuff there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, poor Bourbon was just like expecting like a real conversation. His lover is injured. He's mad. He's been attacked. All just to get this stupid mortal back. He doesn't, he's not happy camera. You know, <laughs> and then Locke's like, since you're here, we'll throw you a party. And he's yeah. just like, what the fuck are they coming for a party, you fucker? He's the master of rebels. Everything's a party. Locke is the worst. <laughs> so along with Locke being the worst, um, so Cardin does show up, luckily. And Cardin is drunker than a skunk. Yeah. Guys. He is falling on himself drunk. He's making huge declarations. He sees Jude. And it's like, Jude! And he runs up and he kisses her in front of everyone. Yeah. Also, have they already had their moment where they're like made out behind the... Oh, that was in book one. Oh, no, it was in the no, beginning of book. This, book this was in this book, yeah. We, we skipped over that where they like basically did everything but actual sex together. Yeah. So yeah. they made out and, and, and a bit more. It was uh, before the wedding. It was like maybe before her and Taryn started talking again. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was. All I know is it's before she goes to the other seat. Sure. Because, yeah, because it was because also after that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was around the time of the whole shooting and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he stayed in her quarters and she was like, Taryn only knew what was happened before. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So they've already like kissed and like more stuff than that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Jude's very confused about what Card's intentions are, but she's also confused about her own emotions but card just runs up and just grabs jude and kisses her in front of everyone in court and jude that's when jude tastes the poison on his lips right there she recognizes from when she poisoned herself mm-hmm. and then she's like you've been poisoned and then balkan mm-hmm. tries to like sneeze at me oh no oh i said it okay. <laughs> and then balkan tries to make an announcement that cardin has been poisoned and it was Jude who did it. You're the only one that's been near her. Turn out your pockets. And she's like, you've been around them too. Yeah. I'm not going to turn on my pockets. And then he tries to like will her away, like away from her. And Card, like, I think Cardin kind of comes around. He's like, no, she's going to stay by my side. He kind of mm-hmm. is able to like, kind of come through that poison craziness. Yeah. But in the meantime, the conversation between him and Lord Robian is like, not good, not good <laughs> at all um, for Lord Robian. He was just trying to have like an adult conversation. Yeah. And we knew before the poison that someone was right because like Cardin seemed to be 
more mature since she's been under the sea that he's less drunk like he seems like he's kind of really taking accountability so to go to meetings and figure out how to get his girl back yeah so he's actually like finally coming to terms with some stuff so this is like very out of character he's just showing up like a shit show yeah he's poisoned that's why so jude doesn't want to tell everyone that he's poisoned obviously so she sneaks him out and that's you know like he's like Harden tells um belkin that he will not come because belkin's like but i'm going with you or whatever and he's like, no, you're not. He closes the doors and they get the bomb to help because she's good with poisons and stuff like that. And she gets him a vial of clay and feeds Carter the clay, which sounds gross. But since he's tied to the land, um, she's hoping that the land will help absorb the poison mm-hmm. as they can work on an anecdote. I think they're drinking a lot of water too to kind of help dilute it yeah. in the meantime. So always drink water. Yeah, always drink water, hydrate. So dilute the poison in your body mm-hmm. yeah that's what i'll be doing after this one <laughs> so yeah so she um yeah so she's like trying to like feed him clay and get him to drink water and i think balkan sends a message at that point yeah the bomb comes with a message from him basically saying to like bring the crown for the antidote mm-hmm. like in this like garden or something where it's like a public place mm-hmm. so it's like people will be just around enough that like you shouldn't be able to murder each other kind mm-hmm. of thing and so, like, Cardin's just like, here's the crown. And she's like, yeah, no, it's not. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah. yeah. So she ends up, um, like, her plan is for the bomb to stay with Cardin because she's like, she knows poison. She can make sure that you're actually doing this while telling you to because you keep forgetting and trying to go to sleep. You know, you can, she can be your babysitter. Um, and then Cardin uses the bomb's real name, Lilia, or something like that, whatever it's called, Lillian, or it's something like that. Which means that she has to follow his command to the service and says that she Lilliver? Lilliver, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that she'll go um with Jude to this meeting or whatever. So Jude thankfully is smarter and comes like in a cloak and stuff, and she's just like, All right, I will like crowns nearby, but like I'm not giving it to you twice this antidote and then it works. So I'm gonna drink this poison mm-hmm. and I'm gonna drink the antidote. And if I don't die, you get the crown and you also give me a new antidote for a pardon. Uh-huh. And he's just like kind of like suspicious a little bit. She's like, "Who cares if I die? Right, like, yeah. What what do you got to lose here? You know." So he ends up doing that. Well, she had already switched off the poison with water, mm-hmm. and so he had poured the antidote into her mouth. She spit the antidote back into the you know actual vial she had. Gave it to the bomb, and they end up duel. And I think he dismissed everybody at this point because she was just like, yeah. "We can't." like be doing this and he was like everyone leave <laughs> yeah. which is like not great for him but you know yeah, but i mean i also feel like i feel like we need to paint the scene then mm-hmm. and keep in mind it's been a while since i've read this so if i'm wrong you know i feel like she she couldn't get out of this she mm-hmm. couldn't like walk away like she oh, was no. either gonna fight or die like yeah she was gonna die yeah <laughs> okay carmen has asked her multiple times to not kill his brother yeah. yeah she brought it up yes she's brought it up more than once and there's reason he's in the tower for getting instead of executing. Yeah. Um, but that being said, there's not a way that Jude has out of this. You know, yeah. she's been trying to find a way. Lord Rorben has asked for Balkin's head on a platter, basically. Mm-hmm. For that debt. Um, yes. For the debt. And she's been trying to find a way around that. And that's what she was hoping Carding could do with the diplomatic meeting, which just went to total shit because he's poisoned. Yeah. And so that's probably not going to work out. And now on top of everything, Balkan literally just asked her to kill him. He literally challenged her to a duel. Yep. 
And he has an actual sword and she has a knife that's like a long knife, but still at best like half the length of the sword. So she's at a significant disadvantage mm-hmm. for swordplay. You know, she's very good though, but you don't know how it's gonna go. Like one wrong move and she's like cut in half, right? And he's apparently supposed to be pretty good at this stuff, like a good he's, opponent. He's the one that kept trying to get Carter to be serious about swordplay. Yeah, he enjoyed and, it. Yeah, and Carter was like never serious about it because he was on her one. Yeah. So yeah. He's not, murder's not something he's into yeah <laughs> so jude meanwhile is like oh shit i gotta like think about this because i he will tire me out and cut me the hell up before i can even get to him so mm-hmm. if i don't approach this right in the beginning like i'm screwed so then she charges him and like deflects his blade mm-hmm. and then brings up her blade straight to his jugular as he says i sir Mm-hmm. going to say i surrender yeah. and it's too late blades in there he's bleeding out She's like well that was fast <laughs> like <laughs> runs away and like changes back into her like gets the clothes off and everything to see Cardin. Mm-hmm. and then Cardin's like he makes a comment that's like really weird oh she had thrown the bomb to anna doe i don't know if you covered that i said that, yeah mm-hmm. okay so before this whole dueling happened she had chucked the anecdote to the bomb to get to Cardin. so yep. don't worry Cardin's not just sitting yeah. like he's fine He's fine. He's got the yeah. antidote. I think I said that, but yeah, that's okay. Either way, yeah, he's good to go. And now the bomb has like left somewhere in a hurry. He's like, "We're." Uh, he said something like, "Oh, um, you changed clothes." You changed clothes, and like the you know bomb had to go out to something in a hurry. And she's thinking the bomb's probably going to his body that was just probably discovered or whatever. So she's supposed to. Um, and she's like, "What are you talking about? I changed clothes?" Because she never took her dress off. She just put a cloak over her dress, and she yeah. has blood on the sleeve of her dress. Yeah. Two. And he's like, you looked different. You said you had something. And she's like, I've been gone for like an hour. Like, I need you to tell me what's happened. Mm-hmm. And basically it turns out that uh, Taryn impersonated her mm-hmm. for Maddox, basically claiming that Maddox needed half of his army for something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, just, he saw Jude and Jude asked for something and he trusted Jude and gave it to Jude and didn't even question it. He'd also recently been poisoned. He was also still yeah. under poison. <laughs> yeah. Like he was not in the right state of mind to even really discern that that wasn't Jude in that yeah. moment. Like he's probably a little bit of a visual haze, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. And so then he realizes, like, oh, you're so sweet. So then they're kind of like in a fucked state. Because she, Taryn asked him to release half of the army from its vows to him so that he could take them north. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. And so, and he was like, yeah, of course, Jude, whatever you want, babe. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, and like, and Taryn had put on one of her, like, little cool uh, double outfits to impersonate her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, even though, like, I know if Cardin had been his full faculty, he would not have fallen for this. Oh, no, he would not have. They, Maddox knew, or probably discerned, that Cardin was poisoned. Yeah. Like as much as he was disgusted by him, he knew it was definitely probably more in the way that she was reacting than just alcohol. Yeah. Enough that he was like, he's not going to be able to tell the difference. Yes. Yeah. He's one of the few that has ever been able to notice the difference between her and Taryn. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else, including Maddox, normally can't really tell yeah. the difference at all. Yeah. But Cardin always knows. Yeah. He always knows. And so that, that was a moment that he couldn't, unfortunately. Yeah. Because he was a little too messed Oopsie. up yeah so yeah so that's kind of like an oh shit moment because that's bad like they just released maddox and the half maddox just left with half their arm essentially mm-hmm. and just gone north <laughs> yeah and that's probably bad um and then 
Yeah. So then it's we're almost at the end of the book, but yeah, well, not once yet. the end, it's like I think at that point the big point happens yeah. now. Get, yeah. They're about to get married. Yeah, it's like well, it's like almost like they go to bed or something. They and they, yeah, and they like she goes back and changes. Something like that happens, and then she gets summoned to him. She's just in a room, by the way. She gets summoned immediately to his rooms. And that's when he kind of makes a very valid point, like, hey, you know, I screwed this up because I was following your orders. I've always put my trust in you, but like I made decisions when you weren't here. Mm-hmm. And like I'm ready for that kind of responsibility and I need to be able decisions and she also kind of knew like during his poisoning that like because he didn't view himself as the true king because she was like a puppeteer that like he couldn't even utilize the full force of the land to truly save him from the poison so by default yeah Yeah. by default like he could have died if she didn't make this right just simply by the fact that she was the one kind of pulling the strings and that's how he viewed the situation Mm -hmm. yeah and so i think like he's making a very valid point that like hey like this is I know we agreed to a year and a day, but like things are changing and like we need to look up to this. So he ends up proposing to her basically that like, what if you marry me and become my queen Mm -hmm. and you relinquish all control over me that way, you can still make your own orders and decisions Mm -hmm. with me by your side, Mm -hmm. like together versus you controlling me, (laughs) me having no say in the matter. Cause he's like, you want me to extend? Like, why would I extend? Like how long a decade? Like how long are we doing this for? Do you feel safe for Oak if ever? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This way it's like, we can keep Oak out of it for right now until he grows up and then go from there. And at least like together we're yeah. here in this, you know? And you won't just be my right hand. You'll be my queen. Yeah. You will have authority of your own. Mm-hmm. Not because I gave it to you. Yeah. Because you are the queen of Alfie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as we talked about before, fey marriages are till like till neither of us want to have been married anymore. Yep. And I think uh, I think they said so the crown passes from both our heads. Yes. Is there whatever? But the reason I have to say it like that is because kings and queens are different. So if a king marries a queen, it's for life. Mm-hmm. That's like the one time in the fey world where the marriage is forever. Mm-hmm. The marriage isn't forever for a normal fey, but for you know the, because the authority bestowed to the queen. The queen theoretically can also pull from the land, mm-hmm. is also the high queen. So that can't just be exited out to in a quick, like little divorce, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? <laughs> and so they say till the crown passes from both our heads. Which is why most of the kings and queens have never married. And so well, they've had just, that Well, Queen Mab, I don't think did either. I feel like they did kind of make a point yeah. that a lot of them didn't marry yeah mad never did she just had like consorts and then yeah. like had, that's like kind of like the safer route is you don't have to worry about the stress of yeah. things go south and one of us has to die like instead yeah. it's like we just produce when we produce and just that's acceptable we don't have to stress about it and i can still really love you but like i don't have to be like married to you right yeah. it's just the safer option in this world then you just have to only worry about your kids slicing your throat exactly <laughs> Which, for the most part, seems like to have been a pretty safe thing in their little neck of the woods, not having happened until then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until that moment, it seemed that they kind of were respectful. Or being not so much, but like, yeah. Or Orla. Yeah. So yeah, there's some cautionary tales about this. For sure. So, yes. So they have, like, all in all, although it's still kind of, it's proposed to, I feel like Cardin outlays this to Jude as a diplomatic marriage. Yeah. This is a diplomatic event. Yeah you know diplomacy jude and jude's like well okay if it's more diplomacy i i was gonna say he knows her by now like yeah if he did like some flowery appeal she'd be like 
you're lying because I'm trash and I don't deserve that, which right. obviously is real, but, but, but that's why she's so like, I have to keep control of you because I'm trash next okay. to you. Thank you. Yes. Um, so I think that was really smart of him to be like, this is a business deal. That's all this is. And then we also get to fuck sometimes. Right. It's gonna and be it's fine. totally fun. Totally cool. And she's so even like, maybe I won't feel so guilty about this if this is my husband, like yeah. having some fun. Like, and he's just like, yeah, <laughs> let's make this happen. And he like poured out his heart and was like, I'm in love with you. And I about died when you were in the undersea and I didn't know what to do. And I was going to say, in my mind, yes, she would think that was lying. And I think that's what I just said, but he yeah. can't lie. He can't lie. He, he can't lie. But the- and then she, she tricks, she asks him that, she's like, is this some sort of trick? Yeah. You know, like, and he just laughs and he's like, no, I'm serious. Like, be my wife, marry me, be my queen. And she's yeah. like, okay. You know, and yeah. she even like. Um, I was so scared. She wasn't going to. Me too. Well, <laughs> and then like, when they did have their fool around moment earlier on in the book, he even at one point during this very heated moment, he's like, why did we wait so long for this? Like, yeah, he's yeah. even like, we could have been doing this for seven months. Like, we could have been having a great time. <laughs> Why did we just be mad at each other for four months? And I've just been like pining after you. Like, this is awesome. You know, so he's just like, let's get married. Yeah. <laughs> this is way better than just writing your name a thousand times. In my yeah. yeah, very angrily. Um, I still can't with that. <laughs> true, true, true. Seriously, you, I feel like I should let you listen to that on my phone. It's like five full minutes of the lady yelling the name out. I told Cassie that. She was like, oh my God. <laughs> Because I remember just being like, oh, I just kind of skimmed through, like, damn. You know, I just kind of pulled the pages. I mean, you pulled the pages, the entire page of the function. Yeah. It's in the same exact font. Yeah. There's not like a difference. Like, it's like, yeah, it's just the whole thing. Uh, so there's so many good uh, things on TikTok about that. Just yeah. Anyway, just the one thing about card manifesting G. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but so, yeah, so she says yes. Mm-hmm. And then they're married. They have their Yay. sweet little moment where he's like, let's do it right here, right now. And then he like gives her the ring that he stole from her, the ruby yes. or yeah, the ruby ring. And he like puts it on her finger, which is definitely a mortal thing. Mm-hmm. But it was still like a really sweet gesture because he knows that that's a mortal thing. So yes. that was precious. Yes. I think, I feel like they both stole each other's rings. Because she, she didn't want his rings. But she didn't have one to give him. Was in this right. moment. She, yeah. she acknowledged it. Right. So there was also no witnesses, right? No, no they don't need one. They don't. Well, I feel like she should have been smart about it. I agree. And be like, hey, third in the hall. Yeah. Come stand here for a sec. Witness this event. Yeah. So yeah, because you're right. It's about to come into play very soon. Yeah. Yes. So they get married so and they, they like married. kiss and it's cute. They have like a nice, like just romantic, just get the like nice. sleepy time night. All is well. <laughs> and then the morning comes. <laughs> And, you know, Prince Falcon's been found dead. Strange. Looks like a knife wound. And <laughs> Queen Orla is mad as hell. And she's demanding vengeance because her ambassador to the land in the sea, I guess, both ways, has just been killed. And he was supposed to be protected. And really, she's just mad that Cardin's not dead, but she can't say that. Yeah. So <laughs> her plan has gone awry. So... You know, they all get dressed up in their finery and go out to meet Orla at the sea. Meanwhile, Jude's not saying anything. And Cardin's hasn't said anything. Cardin's acting like he's fine. You know? No. I I mean, mean, to me, he's giving her the cold shoulder from the right. He's done with her. 
weird. Right. And he's pissed and we find out later that's not really his mindset, but that's what it seems like. In the moment, I think he's, he made some comment to her after the guard, whoever he was that told her, he's just like, seems that someone's been keeping secrets before we got married or said something to that fact. Because yeah. like, he knew obviously that she killed him before yeah. they got married and he didn't, she didn't own up to it before right. he proposed. She still said, okay, but okay. I, asked, I had to kill your brother because this is part of the deal with Stones. Like, she could have come forth right with but she was just kind of, like, scared no, yeah, and getting what she wanted. He was going to kill me. Yeah. yeah. Even that. Sorry. Is that okay? Like, is it okay that I killed your brother because he's going to kill me? Yeah. yeah, but instead, she didn't. And yeah. she just kind of, like, kept her mouth shut because it was just, I think, a, a moment of shame for her. She knew, mm-hmm. like, that's not what he wanted, and she did it for the right reasons for her, mm-hmm. for a couple reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, like, she could have, she had opportunities to have tried to said something, and she didn't. And yeah. she knowingly married someone. Like, I think we'd all be mad if we married someone and then found out that they killed our hours. sibling. Yes, <laughs> hours before. Yeah. yeah, before we got married, and we're like, life is great right my- now. <laughs> I love you so much. Yeah. And obviously, June is in the wrong for not immediately killing Yes, yes. Obviously. Yeah. But I do feel like, like, Pardon is, like, mad, but I think he says something also to the effect of, and I and maybe he says this to Orla, like, it seems like he shouldn't have issued a duel that he could have won. Yeah. You know? Like, he's like, it looks like to a duel he could have won. And I think she's like, with your extension all or whatever. And he's like, yeah, that's a duel he could have won. <laughs> like, like, yeah, exactly. He knows. Everyone um, else underestimates her, but he knows like, she's way better than most people give her credit for at fighting. Right. Cardin's terrified of her and also very turned off. Yeah. So, Conflict. yes. And so, you know, he's like, he, I, I feel like he understands immediately that she didn't just viciously go out and kill Belkin, but that he knows Belkin was an air, like arrogant asshole who would issue a duel to June. Mm-hmm. And ta-da, that's going to be the inevitable end of it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And probably out of the two, that's the preferred option of the two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's definitely mad, not happy with her. But we also see this from June's perspective um, as we do this whole book. Which is that she's riddled with guilt. Yeah. And she's afraid because she knows that Cardin has figured it out. Yeah. And he's not looking at her. He's not making eye contact. He's not reassuring her that it's okay. Yeah. You know, he's not comforting her in the fact that she killed his brother. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want comfort in that moment? <laughs> right. And so she doesn't know where to stand. So she's kind of freaked out. And he's just kind of, yeah, maybe even the cold shoulder a little bit, but at the same time, He's also putting, he's wearing his mask of High King, mm-hmm. which is not the mask of like tender longing looks across the room to do, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he's, he's talking to Orla and I think this is when Orla threatens to flood the land. Isn't this it? Yes. So when he makes the Because she's demanding that um, he give over Jude to the sea for torture and everything and for killing him. And she's, that's when he makes the whole comment, like, obviously he shouldn't, you know, like, I granted safety, but, like, he shouldn't be dealing people he can't win fights against. Mm-hmm. And he does basically say, like, Jude, did you, like, kill her? And she was like, I fought in a battle. Well, she makes it very, like, backward safe, saying, yeah, I might have killed him. But, like, saying that she fought a battle or whatever, the duel. Um, anyway, so then he kind of poignantly says, like, she's my essential, she's my problem, I will deal with her as I see fit. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I think she's trying to like start a war and he was like makes a comment with the floods. And so then he was just like, you know, the land run, runs under the sea. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, this is going to end well for both of us. And if you don't believe me, so he's like now using all of his power. Mm-hmm. Right. And he basically creates like a little volcano 
and everyone's like it's coming up from the water and like it's boily and everyone's like oh shit and they're like swimming away and like not happy it's more than that i mean it's very powerful if you're in the water and then the water is hot enough to boil you're going to die yeah you're going to get cooked you're going to literally be boiled alive Mm -hmm. and so yeah so carbon is like you want to fuck with me because of water yeah you know i'll fuck with you because of land and so he does he raises the island up Mm -hmm. and in doing so destroys part of her forces just without even moving a finger yeah you know what i mean and she's screaming, Orla's screaming for him to stop and cut it out or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, Nikesha, she had like kind of been thrown off of her shark onto the land. Mm-hmm. And like, so then he starts building like this grass and tree yeah. around her, like encasing her and bar. And she's like, Carden. And he was just like, you feel like flooding our roots with salt water and ruining this and making our pools this. He's like, do it while I drown your daughter. So if you want to do this, like have at it but like I will not spare her or anyone else that you love and she's like oh, shit. so then he kind of forces her to actually make a treaty mm-hmm. with him he's like you need to honor this you had this agreement with Mab with Eldred da, 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 da. like I demand you treat me bless you Sophie <laughs> oh my goodness the sneezes um so he kind of forces her to acknowledge this which you know I thought was pretty good of him he called her on it and like she didn't think he was capable and he showed true power there so um she agreed and then he agreed to punish jude as he felt fit which was he said i exile you jude duarte to the mortal lands on pain of death unless you are parted by the crown parted by the crown yeah so if you come back you're dead unless the crown Otherwise, you will be dead upon arrival or something like that. Yeah. And does she try to say that she's the queen of the planet? She does. She says, but I'm the queen of Elfine. Yeah. And then Carden just looks at her. Yeah. And then everyone just busts out and laughs. And then he starts laughing at her, too. Yes. <laughs> and then she gets, like, drug away. Pisses me off for how the next book, how it goes. He, if you've read it, you know. But anyway, he's like, it was a joke. You could have just come back. Like, <laughs> you laughed at her. Like, no. But like, I will say. He was smart. He was using his words. <laughs> he's stupid. Well, he's being. I think it's stupid. But I screamed. <laughs> and like I said, I was so mad. I almost chucked yeah, his body. I was too. so mad when I read this part. When he exiles her to the mortal lands on pain of death until she's pardoned by the crown. And then I was like, but she is the crown. And yeah. he was like. <laughs> but also yeah. like in that moment regardless like it's probably good that he oh, like laughing it's fucked up at the same time like here's Orla being like ha ha you right. know and then also he made Nikesha like the ambassador now which she is another it. kind of like neutral territory between the two like all right well she's the ambassador and she's like if she wants to be which of course she does you yeah. know uh but like so it's good for that moment for everyone to think like huh this is a good thing and it's one but really like I think he's expecting her to come back. But at the same time, Jude has this coming. Let's she talk about how she has this coming. Yes. All right. She tricked him into wearing the crown in the first place, book one. Yeah. She then killed his brother, which he specifically asked her not but to do. That was, so I don't blame her for that. As much as I don't blame her for doing it, I also don't blame her for crown and pardon. I do yeah. see from Carden's perspective, he has a right to be mad. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, he's got a big real reason to be mad. Yeah. Yes. You killed my brother. I, I mean, literally mad. all she had to do was come back and like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're alive. What happened with my sister? 
um, I am so sorry, but he's dead. Like, yeah. that's all she, he would have forgiven her in yeah. that moment. And she didn't. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, seriously, that I, that makes me so mad. He had to wake her up her. and be notified of his brother's death yeah. while realizing he slept next to his murderer. And he oh, knew, man. like, yeah, like, there's nobody else who could have been. Yeah. She was with him. But I also, I also hate that, like, they had to have ridden over on horseback together. Mm-hmm. Like, she could have said something then, too. Obviously, it would have been too real, too late, kind of, yeah. at this point. But they could have at least come up with a plan or something, except he was I think too he had bad that point. Yeah, <laughs> but he could have included her. I mean, yeah, I feel like, I feel like Jude really put him through it in the last two books, you know, mm-hmm. specifically with, you know, all of it and the things he had to do to get her back. Yeah. And then he finally gets her back. And then he's like, be my queen. And she's like, I killed her brother. And I'm not even going to tell you about it because I don't even trust you to tell you about it. Like, he, you're right. He would have understood he yeah. knew his brother better than anyone. Yeah. You know? And he knows that this is exactly what a shitty brother would do. He watched his brother murder his whole entire family. Yeah. You know? And so all Jude had to do was say, cards on the table. This is what just happened. Yeah. This no. is what happened after I got the anecdote. This is how I saved you, yeah. basically. And then saved he her. tried to poison me to death. Yeah. I got the anecdote. The yeah. fallout of that is I killed your brother. Yeah. Right. Oh, and I also was told I had to do this in order to salvage the whole little Ruby and because this thing went sideways. Which I feel like, again, like, never so many of the deaths. She never, like, there's so many things, like moments where she could have been like, by the way, I've got a lot to tell you. And it's not, you're not going to like it. And then, like, right. told him, and even, like, pissed then, yeah. and then made the decision to marry her if he wanted to, yeah. and I then go and know him. I think, I think he would have, too. I think he would have been mad that he would have slept on it, which he did that way anyway, and then the next day. He did that way anyway. So, yeah. I mean, that's it. So, I feel like instead of getting all this information at once, knowing that she didn't trust him enough to even tell him, tell him the truth, like, that's the real sting of it all, mm-hmm. you know? Not just what happened. But then, like, he trusts her completely. He has trusted her completely this whole time. So he trusts her completely. And then she doesn't even tell him something extremely important and personal. And then instead, now he has to go look like an asshole in front of Orla. And, yeah. I mean, but it also kind of serves as Jude's punishment. Which I think she deserves. To Orla. You know, like, I'll deal with her. Because if she had just been like, I'm the High Queen of Elfing. And then everyone was like, all hail the High yeah. Queen of Elfing. Or I would have been like, this is such bullshit. And there would have been probably more retaliation immediately in some way, shape, or form. And so in this way, you know, of just laughing at her, although humiliating, horrible, horrible, you know, Orla's temporarily satisfied Mm -hmm. and can like leave. And then, you know, they they have time to kind of create a plan to create an announcement, all that kind of stuff. But we'll have to see what happens in book three, guys, except for we all know. Yeah. Um, we'll say Jude needs a break in general. She just needs a break to recoup, man. She has not been yeah. sleeping and she's not been eating, so yeah, yeah. And she also needs to really she's reevaluate her choices just, and her communication so stuff. She needs she needs a therapist because yeah, the way true. she was raised, first off, not the way mm-hmm. she was raised, but we talked about this, I don't remember if it was on the podcast or not. But when she she was little like the no, I think we did just literally minutes ago. The, the guy that like bit off her finger, she didn't tell anybody mm-hmm. the stuff that happened with all the furry fruit. I mean, they found out because she like they could see it, but like she just is not, she doesn't tell anybody. So it kind of makes sense that she reacts that way now. She needs to talk to somebody. I don't think there's, she, she needs to get her shit together. Besides maybe Taryn, right? But and then now she, she should trust Carter. 
Yeah. Yeah. She's now she should. Like yeah. in book one, she should not trust Carden. Mm. But in book two, she should pretty much trust Carden. And at the end, once he marries her, she should trust Carden. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's just it. Yeah. You know? Um, and yet. And yet. She's like, I've got to protect him. Oh, it's my job to protect him. And he's like, I'm just gonna raise an island from the sea. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, oh. <laughs> Can I say one thing that has nothing to do with this? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't even remember if it's this much in this specific book, but definitely in the first one. Can I say how much I love that, like, on every other page, they're sitting down and tearing off a hunk of bread and eating cheese? Yeah. So, <laughs> like, good. they're always, like, having the cutest little picnic. And I'm, it's like, I love how much cheese they eat. And it <laughs> makes me really happy. Yeah. It has nothing to do with this. But oh, no, I do love that as well. <laughs> And you know, bathing is reference in this book. We've talked about oh, several times. Yeah, it's a really struggle. A yeah. <laughs> She's like, I've got to take a bath. And I'm like, yes, yeah. you do. <laughs> take that bath. You know, it's just something about it's it when nice. those authors don't ever and they just keep talking about how disgusting and like gross they are, but then later guys like, yeah, I want to mess with you. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. Are yeah. you seeing the same thing I'm seeing? <laughs> like she's oh, no. the breast or teeth in two weeks. Really <laughs> <laughs> hygiene. Not with hell. Yes, that's refreshing. Yeah, it is. Oh, this book is so good. This whole series is so good. So, mm-hmm. um, and Susie's currently reading called The High King of Elfing, Women Hate Stories as yeah. well. Yes. Just so good. And we'll yes, chat good. about that. I think I think we could we should just chat about that a little bit next podcast. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Let's kind of combine it. Just kind of at the end, we're just like mentioning this stuff. Yeah. We don't want to ruin that for anyone because you know it's, it's really enjoyable. But mm-hmm. you know, it does I feel like it does tie in a lot of yeah of things. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll chat about that a little bit too. And what would we rate this book? I'm going to go with five out of five. I just love this book. <laughs> I don't remember when I gave the last one. I don't either. I think it was like a four or four and a half. I'm going to go four and a half. Sure. I'll, no, I'll do 4.25 uh, because whoa. the ending made me mad. <laughs> the ending is so bad. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. And then he's fired up. It's yeah. like something like the third book, and it's just Jude mad in the mortal world. Yeah. Oh my God. That's not a spoiler, you guys, but that's how this third book starts out. And she's like, Carter's such an asshole. And Billy's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't even mention that like Heather got turned into a cat. And like, oh, oh yeah, no. we completely missed that. Ran part. away and stupid. No, she's not stupid. No. Heather stupid. is great. There's more of Heather and Vivi's relationship in book three. Yes. Yeah. And and stuff. And like, I want to know how that went. Like, there's, there's so much I have talked about. But um, yes. The, well, like how they leave it with him. Yes. Mm-hmm. That could be its own book. Or even like book. a little novella. I would think you. I would think you. I would devour it. So, but yeah, Heather and Vivi are in the next book. And she did, Heather did get turned into a cat of the way. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it was horrifying. And then. Vivi, because she doesn't know what to do, glamored her into forgetting it. <gasps> Which is not the, you know, that pissed off you because that's not what you're supposed to do. Mm-mm. So how do you learn if you don't remember? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You just make the mistake over and over and over again. And she's like a weird version of cats now. She doesn't mm-hmm. know why. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. And we will be back soon with a new episode talking about Queen of Nothing. Bye. 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 Bye.